Hi, I'm Benjamin Light. And I'm Marco Sparks. And welcome back to Bros Watch PLL2 as we work our way doing a casual rewatch through the seasons. We're on season 3A right now. Mm-hmm. How'd you feel about this uh, half season, Marco? I loved it. I loved revisiting it. I loved it except for Nate St. Germain, who's just a fucking creep. The only thing I like about the Nate St. Germain plot is nothing to do with him, but the the fact that the show can make room for like something that's not fully a, you know, like put yeah, I like the general idea of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of wish that we had done that like one other half season. You know, we um, kind of did with the Wilden thing, not entirely. Yes. You know, uh, oh, you mean Toby's mom? Toby's mom. <laughs> the mystery mom. of Toby's yeah. mom. Well, Wilden was a murder that they investigated. I mean, it turns out it actually did ultimately kind of link back to a uh, but at the time that wasn't the case uh, actually there's there's two things i didn't like about this half season unfortunately they're both emily related emily in the first half of the season was just like killjoy and then she gets saddled nate, nate saint germain saddled with that plot line i feel like she gets she gets short shrift here it's yeah. like come on give emily a plot line that's not just like making you dislike the character well you might have heard that she killed a guy mm-hmm. <laughs> well I mean, if you're watching a rewatch episode hopefully this is not a spoiler for you because man you're fucked um i don't know why you're listening uh, if you haven't watched the show honestly yeah in general um but also i just want to say we'll talk talks more the paley thing in la who's going to organize the night at a bar where we all get together and people buy us drinks i just not throwing that out there <laughs> i'm throwing that out there to people um yeah, so should we jump in? Well, drinks only, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and jump in because it's five months later. This is a 301, so we're picking up season three. A has been captured and put away. And five months later, it's Labor Day. It's uh, We see the barn, but they're not in the barn. They're in Spencer's living room, just partying like, I, like some girls. I love how they do that with the same shot of the barn, and then we pull back into the window. Mm-hmm. Um also, the, the previously on reminded us from Mona's psycho voiceover that uh, liars have let their guards down, left their doors unlocked, and that's what we wanted. Um, <laughs> As General yeah, Curse drops into that lower register. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they're having some drinks. Spencer's great room. The liars are all back together after a crazy summer apart. Arya's dressed like a punk rocker for some reason. I, I wrote that. So this is, this is the outfit I was just talking to you about that I was confused. She's dressed like the Disney Channel idea of a rock star. Exactly. Yeah, she's got like like kind of these like, like reddish pink she, leggings. Yeah, like she she robbed Miranda Cosgrove or somebody of this outfit for reals. Um, so Spencer shirt took with the shoulders cut out. Yeah, full like a Ray. Like a, mm-hmm. Did the Ray before Ray did it? Yeah. Full, Spencer took a full load of classes at Hollis over the summer. Uh, Aria beat out a thousand applicants for a photo class of. I don't know, like her doll heads as a senior in high school were just tray chic. Um, how did, I mean, like how did Aria six beat houses. out? How did Aria beat out a thousand applicants? Like, what does she have previous photography experience? Was what did like fucking Lucas get rejected? He's just like, God damn that Aria! She doesn't even know what a camera is. 
let's see let's see her portfolio of like mm-hmm. lockers <laughs> Arya's like i did what you did lucas and i put in dead dolls yeah so th- presumably this is the class that like melanie mayron like taught her or yeah. like, she it's met just her? like i can't believe they like the stupid doll thing <laughs> hannah this is what led to him doing cocaine all summer yeah. hannah you know did uh some cooking classes with Caleb and tried to work at a shelter for pocket dogs, but that doesn't exist. Improve her vocabulary. And Emily went and built houses and I can't remember what country. And then Hannah she just, like six of them. Hannah drops a very culturally insensitive remark when she's just like that house is like 50 people over there. And then Emily the whole time is just like sullen drunk. They're like, oh, the senior year, we made it. And she's like, not all of us did. Killjoy. Well, then so she your girlfriend died. Jeez, yeah. Yeah, they tr- keep trying to cut Emily off. She's just like, I-, I can handle my liquor. I'm not a pixie like you, Arya. Arya's like, how dare you? Arya's like, I knew there was a reason I killed Maya. Did <laughs> she combs her hair of a comb made of Maya's bones. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I, I, we only really get a taste of it in this one episode, but I remember in the first half of this half season, like the first six episodes or so, she was just not fun, Emily. Yeah. It was just like, just moody and, and like, like you compare it to her when she got out of the dollhouse where it's like she's wearing her dad's you know army jacket and like going to shooting ranges. Like that was a more interesting process of, of dealing with things. This is I mean, it's it's not like it's unrealistic necessarily, but it's not super fun to watch. No, no. But there's a difference between being introspective and like grossly, aggressively sullen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So most of the world knows some form, at least like a newspaper headline version of the A story. Uh, they get an A message. Show me your boobs. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um yeah and then they toast to maya to maya because it because emily made it awkward so spencer just kind of had to save the moment for her tulpa yeah and then cut to later the door is open aria and her tulpa are sleeping like head to ass on the little like fainting couch there yeah hannah's got her head right up on uh, aria's butt um, i mean aria's still wearing her boots like i how do you fall asleep? Like that has to be spontaneous. Cause you'd never be like, all right, lay down. Uh, you just put your head on my butt and I'll try to keep my feet at your face and yeah. let's sleep this way. I'll try not to kick you in the face. Mm-hmm. A B. I hope that, uh, when we roll over, we do it in sync. <laughs> like Arya has a bad that dream. And, like knees or like, uh, stomps on Hannah's tit or something. I mean, Jesus, like that's an yeah. unsafe sleeping yeah. position there. Yeah, Aria they're... wakes up and she's like, "Guys, I found four teeth on the carpet. It must be a clue." And Hannah's like, "It's my teeth, you bitch!" <laughs> Seriously, with like some bold knee-high boots on. Uh, but yeah, they wake up. Spencer comes down the stairs this time instead of coming in from outdoors, and it's just like, hey, "Guys, Emily's gone." I thought I heard a scream. Hmm. And then cut to Emily as they call her. She's holding the phone. She's in front of the grave of Alison De Laurentiis, which is been dug up and the casket is empty oh shit 
holding the shovel, of course, the dastardly shovel. So, can you access what did you think when you first watched this? This I, opening, I didn't think she did it. Um, I guess she, no, she's, I, I, she has this like zombified look on her face, you know. I guess I should frame that better. My first thought, having watched, you know, off and on two seasons of the show, mm-hmm. and they had field Mona, and I kept thinking, like, what are they going to do for season three? Like, is it going to feel like a retread? How are they going to like start something new? And I feel like this opening is strong. Mm-hmm. You know, it definitely. I was like, okay. Well, in I the like moment, I like you, the show. In the moment, you might even be thinking that they've opened the casket and there was no one in it, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that could be something you're thinking as well. Although I guess I'm looking at the hole they dug there. Like, was there a backhoe involved? Because that is like straight, like perfectly cut sides on this thing. Like, there's well, no way you dug that with a shovel. Do we remember who was actually doing the? digging because i feel like allison was watching mona was uh, mona was there was she actually digging or was she supervising she was down in the hole so i assume she must have been doing some digging um that okay. is a lot of digging me and my friends tried to go dig in the middle of the night once we did definitely not get six feet down that's not yeah. here nor there but yeah what were you trying to dig uh like a underground fort or something we had okay. we had big plans. We made it about four feet down total over a few days. Yeah, didn't okay. didn't work out. But anyway, that's a lot of digging. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, you well, get that hard you... pan about three feet down. It's all clay. This is what you would bring Toby into the eighteen four manual, manual labor. labor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, uh, hey, as long as you're on the A team, do you have access to like the the bobcat that your construction company has? Because uh, that's a lot of digging. Oh, no, you just make him do it. <laughs> it's all on his own. So with a spoon. Like, like, <laughs> it's his initiation. Unzip the, he has to unzip the hoodie just to show his abs while he digs. I'm trying to remember, what's the... Does uh, he get like a cut-off hoodie? It just like yeah. comes down <laughs> to his mid-chest. There's very like uh, sexist, objectifying, mm-hmm. male-centric... Uh, uh, <laughs> They're like you get a low rise, you get Toby. low rise jeans and a cut off hoodie. Get to work, like some plumber's crack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I try to remember in Life Less Ordinary when Delroy Lindo was making Ewan McGregor dig his own grave at gunpoint. <laughs> what does he say? This is this is the easy way I can make you do the hard way. Well, what's the hard way? I shoot you in the testicles and still make you dig. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great film, by the way. It is. Um, yeah, so there's Emily standing over Allison's open grave in the day. Allison's body's gone. Oh, shit. So the liars mobilize to help her. They've got the shovels. they got the Greg. They're doing. They're covering up the crime at night. I love it. Yeah, well, they... Uh, wasting they, no time. There's some business about phone calls. Like, oh, Spencer's phone called Emily. That didn't happen. And then like, oh, guys, this is a setup. Because they think they hear someone. And so they get out of there. Arya and Hannah run off to like wipe the fingerprints off the shovel and then bury it in the woods, which I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then back it's gotta be like 10 yards away knowing these two it seems like it like it doesn't seem like they went that far away yeah uh but yeah emily and spence go back to hastings house and emily has to strip because spencer wants to burn all of her clothes which is great that's a very hastings thing to do yeah theory so hard in the sequence but yeah spencer's like like all of them no no all of them (laughs) Just like it's it's okay, Emily. I'm you. It's nothing I haven't seen yeah. before. Yeah. Then we fuse. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also Monas and Radley. 
yeah, we, we found out the motives in Light Radley. There's this bit where Ari and Hannah are driving back where they see Lucas out being shady in the middle of the day, mm-hmm. middle of the night. Mm-hmm. He's dark Lucas now. Oh, there's a line of dialogue. I think it's a little bit later. Uh, we'll get to he, that. He runs around like, like, like a crack werewolf, you know, just like sweating, constantly mm-hmm. like looking around like he's hearing noises. Whatever. <laughs> I like that Hannah's I want to say she ended season two other than him meeting with like the, the black swan and Jenna. She ended season two, like relatively still friends with Lucas for mm-hmm. right. Like, like he was, she was looking out for him doing a real solid blah, blah, blah. I feel like I love that. She's just like, no, Lucas is a fucking creep. Whatever. I had a great summer. I, th- I think the <laughs> I line of dialogue, I think the line of dialogue you're looking for is it's no coincidence that Lucas turned dark after the masquerade ball. Which is a, an actual line of dialogue in this episode, which is great. Yes. yes. Turned dark after the masquerade, Paul. <laughs> That's something that, that happens happen in like you in Rosewood. In Rosewood, you can just go dark. You go evil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you yeah, might so, even have a whole saga of that. Yeah. A, a Spencer saga that is dark. Yeah. They go. They all go back to the Hastings house, and Spencer is like, "All right, pack up. We're going to the lake house." And she leaves a note because I guess the parents are gone, and so they're just going to pretend that they went to the lake house and you know have an alibi for the whole night they weren't in town spencer not doing a great job of selling it though because when she answers and gets a call from her mom and is immediately like were there witnesses yeah subtle well i don't know she was raised by lawyers this might be the way they talk (laughs) that's true um um, i like that uh the spencer clothes that emily is given to change into basically make her look like jessica de laurentis that's true yeah Mm mm-hmm (laughs) <laughs> they've got uh when they cut back to veronica here she's got the breaking news channel on that tv that only comes on when there's breaking news yeah well i, I just love that like spencer road trip is just like her beating the cover story into your brain instead of listening to like playlists <laughs> or podcasts or whatever <laughs> we went to bed early nothing happened yeah let me tell you about the dreams that you all had in case anyone asks Speaking of which, Arya wakes up from my nightmare while napping on Ezra's couch. For um, like two seconds, they're like, what if Arya was having panic attacks? And then I think they forgot this by the next episode. Yeah. Um, he comforts her briefly and then immediately grills her on, on info on basically on what Maya knew. Well, let's get in a line here. I can't remember the context exactly, but Ezra like once a season has like one funny line where she's talking about uh reading ulysses i think it's like for senior year or something like that and he's he's, she talks about how she hasn't finished it and he says no one has which is like his one good line for this season you still there yeah which is yeah i mean i read ulysses that's right oh okay guys mark mark uh did you ever finish gravity's rainbow no, I never finished Gravity Rainbow. I never finished Infinite Jest. Hmm. I feel like Infinite Jest is the easy joke to make there, but it's PLL. Like its references are always amazing. So of course they go straight to Ulysses. Mm-hmm. Uh, this portrait of an artist as a young douchebag. Oh, we should. Uh, I'll pat you on the back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Ezra wants to recreate that first date where he he ended up making out the teenage girl in the bar bathroom, of course. Well, he does this uh, whole thing where he's just like, I know you're all sad and whatnot about this whole Allison thing, but like, can we make it more about me instead? 
Mm-hmm. What if it was just our anniversary instead of the anniversary of your friend dying? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's definitely working on the book a little bit here, right? He's mm-hmm. he wants some details. Mm-hmm. And then we get the out montage with her up on his kitchen counter. Which whatever. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's it's, still in high school. It's some Ezra stuff. Oh, he's no longer her teacher, so it's totally okay. I roll. Apparently. Yeah. I don't know if this is the uh the sole funny Ezra line of this half season. I think I think that comes later in really rewatch okay yeah i'm yeah. curious i'll always enjoy a good Ulysses joke i feel like that's a, a joke that ezra would make you know anyway yeah to- yeah and then i feel like somebody starts talking about Ulysses because they've actually read it and then ezra's mm-hmm. just like <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so we got to hannah in the store trying on jewelry we get that same like 60s spy slash surf rock guitar that was that introduced hannah in the pilot Oh, there's this great Shop- exchange where Ashley's like, what do you think about this? And like holds up like a dress or something for Hannah. And Hannah's like, yeah, for a pregnant woman, <laughs> which is fucking mean. Um, and then Ashley's like, ah, you have to have sex to get pregnant, Hannah. And Hannah's like, what? Which, I, I feel like Hannah's like, touche. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they run to Veronica and Spencer. Was this all still, you know, take out the Mona, add in the moms. It's still nice, like kind of shades of the pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, find out Toby's living in that loft apartment over the brew, which I feel like the plumbing's broke. He comes over to Spencer's shower every day. Like this, this really set our minds on fire. Oh yeah, a lot of content was generated from Toby's loft. Yeah, yeah, and well, the showers like he has to take at Spencer's because the plumbing doesn't work. Is it possible that this is like? the beginning of us like actually liking Toby or like, you know what I mean? Like turning around, like riding the direction, riding the ship. I don't know. I'd have to listen to old episodes to see what we thought of him pre this. I'm, I I'm not really sure where we came, where, where we were on that. Well, this is when we really noticed, of course, the hand gestures, but, mm-hmm. uh, Oh, this is when it also, starts. I, yeah. I want to say three a, which we've learned in this rewatch. It's not when it started. It's when it blossomed to a, a beautiful and stoppable mm-hmm. rose. Yeah. But we were also obsessed for a while with like Ezra's bathroom. Because he was like constantly going to take showers or what have you, or people were coming out of that bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because he's just like in a studio, I think, right? It's just like a big yeah. studio. Yeah, which is a great mm-hmm. place to throw surprise birthday parties of lots of secretive whispering. Um, yeah, so Hannah tells her when she's seen Dr. Sullivan again, but that's just code for visiting Mona. Um, yeah, the local old towns people are like gossiping about them and watching them, and Hannah like gets throws them some attitude, and then she remembers to take off the necklace so she's not shoplifting it because she's a, a new person now. She's a good girl. She is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Mona's at Radley. She's catatonic. Um, well, you get some like sad Emily putting like the, the Maya scarf around a picture of them, and it's just general sadness. Yeah. Mona has not a single line of dialogue in this episode, and yet she's great. Like she just sits there catatonically the whole time, and she's fascinating. I would say the Emily stuff, really poignant, relatable grieving is one mm. of the hardest things to really do right on a TV show, especially well, I, like a big ensemble show. Yeah, I think what makes it hard is that there's all these other characters who are in different places, and so it's like you have to downshift. It's not like one episode where everyone's sad. 
it's like only mm. she's sad and everybody else is like moving on with their lives and so it's, it's, it's yeah. like totally it's hard to work that in and, and make you care that much well and it must have been a cost of a fortune to cgi in that black cloud only over emily in every mm-hmm. single scene too um but i do think she yeah, eventually Hannah... does like sullen well i I, yeah. I think she's good at it it's just not particularly entertaining yeah I mean, that's the thing about PLO. I like all the actors. There's characters that I fucking despise, but I don't think that the, the actors are doing a bad job job of, of saying those characters. Um, yeah, Hannah reads fashion magazines to Mona, which I just love. You cannot find a top this summer without feathers on it. <laughs> so then Ren shows up. And I feel like this is the first time we notice how short Ren is. Um, yeah. He's just like a little man in his not quite suit here. I don't truck with Satan. He is a little man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he basically tells him, I've spent a lifetime trying to understand mental illness. Oh, and Hannah has uh, Rivers. She's going as Hannah Rivers here, which is, I feel like Hannah and Caleb can pull that off and be cute about it, you know, like her going as mm-hmm. a Rivers. If Spencer was going as Kavanaugh, that would not be cute, I don't think. It'd be like, just no. I feel like the Blue Blood Society would crack in half mm-hmm. if... Uh, she dared take the help's last name. Yeah. Same with the if Arya went as a Fitz. Also, no. Uh, well, that's that's yeah. That yeah. I feel like uh, Diane would kill her. But I would love if they. Here's my here's my stipulation for bringing Toby back from the dead. Let alone coupling him up with Spencer at the end of the show. He has to take her last name. I don't know if Peter would be okay with that. <laughs> Well, Toby, you died once already, so you're used to it. Bam, bam, bam. Toby Hastings? Mm. Yeah, he's not worthy. Uh, so Spencer blatantly eye fucks Toby after the shower. Um, <laughs> the look on her face really is great. Spencer yeah. 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 Oh, and the, the scene is basically, he's just like, Spencer, turn around. You're too horny right now. Calm your shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's she's gone past, like, estrus like she looks like she wants to fucking eat him <laughs> that's how badly she wants him and he's just like nope not gonna get it from me go take a cold shower i, a- I used all the hot water anyway <laughs> i watched a few episodes of santa Clarita Clarita diet i could totally see spencer like eating organs at the show a little liver yeah guys i'm a cannibal that's how <laughs> i'm so smart duh um there's some very yeah, so, sexy uh, Dong Po talk from Hannah and Caleb here. Say it again. Dong Po. Oh, shit. I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> Which he doesn't need to be in his bunk because this is a couple that fucks. Well, I think Caleb, he, he grew the hair out a little. It's a little longer than it was. Is it? What's that? Is, is it longer? It looks like it's a little, not a ton. But it looks mm-hmm. like it's a little bit longer than the last time we saw him. Like it's hanging down a little lower. Always a good thing for Caleb. Short hair and Caleb. I just, yeah, you know how I feel about that. How do you feel about that? It's not the same. Like it's, it's like Samson when he cut his hair off or something. Like he's different Caleb with short hair. True, true. Though I, I do snicker with delight at the uh, like Japanese punk rock version of him that came back from Ravenswood. Um, but the show is great because the Lake House cover story already has the liars lying to their family and their significant others, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, at one point here, Arya is talking to Spencer about how awkward it is 
at home whenever the mention of Ezra comes up because they're just like openly dating now. Mm. And Spencer says, so basically Ezra is Lord Voldemort. <laughs> I can touch you now, Arya. Um, yeah, she says that Byron looks constipated whenever Ezra is mentioned. Well, and Ella like gets in on that joke. She's just like, yeah, fuck your dad. That's why he's my ex. Which the thing is, like, I would love to have seen Chadlow like have to do this in a scene. <laughs> I mean, we've kind of seen it. I would love to like, like he's in a scene like in the background, and like Ella and Arya start talking about Ezra, and he starts like doing like the dry heaves, like. Uh, so they talk about like Boo Radley Lucas. Eh. It's no coincidence Lucas turned dark after the masquerade ball. Yeah. Well, there's a scene between Arya and her mom where Arya's basically like, well, you guys got divorced because of me, right? And I was just like, there were a lot of reasons. And Arya's like, yeah, but like I was the main one, right? Like, give me that. Give me the credit for that. Yeah. 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 Let me own She's that. She's like, I, I need this. <laughs> that was after um, she had a panic attack, of course. In the bathroom, which mm-hmm. I remember rightfully so, we were like, nothing would get me to sit on a bathroom floor. Nope. Especially a, like a, one that teenagers frequent. Um, she's also got a blue studded purse and floral shoes. I mean, I could be like bitten by a zombie and know that I'm dying and I still would not sit on a bathroom floor. And I'd go out with some dignity. <laughs> You're like, to the zombie, the zombie bite on my dick. Why is that? Why on the dick? <laughs> eh, figure you. It's mm. a it's a thing. Okay. Yeah, the zombie bite there is bad enough, but I I just a staph infection from a bathroom floor. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. Unclean. Uh, but yeah, we get Spencer's great line about Mona and Radley. Bitch, crazy. Yeah. I Someday do. we will have jubilation. One of Hannah's great lines, of which she has very many. Yeah. Can you do that in all of your PLL voices? Um, you do you someday do we over? will all have jubilation, and then someday we will have jubilation. Uh, do I have any other voices? I don't know. I, I can't do Holbrook anymore. Holbrook? Someday we will all have jubilation. Someday hope. we will all have jubilation. I thought you were gonna start singing there for a second. <laughs> well, that's how I feel when shower talks. Um, mm-hmm. so the mom budget is for all four in this episode. That's right, it is, yeah. I want to say, Solid like, do we budget. really get do we really get all four moms ever again up until like the uh um the prom episode? I don't believe we've ever had them all in the same scene. I think even even when it was like all the parents got together to like intervene on the liars, yeah. I think there was someone missing there. So I think as far as all the moms go, that was like the one time they all put them in the same scene together. But I mean, like after this, like especially, um, yeah. So Ella's moving out. Um, I don't understand why she's the one moving out. Uh, I guess because they agreed that Byron would have the kids. So like, I think is how I understood that. So he lost <laughs> <laughs> when they broke the wishbone. <laughs> Ezra, or uh, not, not Ezra. <laughs> Ella, she recruited Veronica Hastings as her divorce lawyer, so she won. She's like, my only stipulation, I don't want that monster sharing a house with me. I want to be able to sleep at night. Byron's like, what about Mike? And Ella's like, who? Who? 
<laughs> he's a throw in. You can have him too. I've literally never heard of this person. <laughs> Ezra's like, or Byron's like, the same thing. Byron's like, fine. I'm moving Meredith in. <laughs> Defile the sheets that I did not pay for. Um, yeah, so Toby Toby meets Emily at the brew. This is this is a Toby scene unlike mm-hmm. any other. He's like probably like the happiest he's ever been in this scene. Well, there's some talk about the loft and how like he's got like this new job renovating the place. Mm-hmm. The next 60 episodes of the show, he's going to be in that loft. They all take place over roughly 11 weeks. Like think about that. You got 60 episodes coming down the line. They're all going to be over like 3 months. And he doesn't make a lot of headway as a contractor at all. Yeah, I'm not but sure. I mean, I'm not sure if he's going slowly or not because it isn't a whole lot of time when you've like been going to police academy and all this other shit too. I just, I just love that we've just had a scene where him and Spencer are good. He hasn't like broken her mentally yet. She hasn't ruined him physically yet. They're happy. She looks so horny. She might lick the skin off of him, and he is more happy about like. Thanks for the coffee, Angie, because I'm a regular here. Hey, Emily, what's up? You know, <laughs> so happy to get Java, my best friend. By the way, uh, Ella's maiden name or, or in her middle name is Jane Rose. I thought it was interesting. We do not get Byron's middle name. Um, but yeah, Toby. You're saying the Rose is the maiden name? Ella Jane Rose is the name. So I, I, wow. I assume Jane's her middle name. It's kind of a weird middle name. Maybe it's like named after her aunt or something. I don't know. Crazy Jane. Well, Toby here, he like, what was he hired for? Like, like, is this like a, a six month renovation project? And after two and a half months, he's like, I became a cop. Sorry, finish it yourself or something like, like the person who hired them. What, what happens there? He's living rent free too. Mm-hmm. And like, it's like artfully unfinished too. Like it doesn't look bad. He's like, honestly, like you could basically wall... live here, except you got a shit in a bag. That's the only yeah. downside. Oh, and the wall behind the TV. But who the hell cares? Because mm-hmm. the TV gets, you know, black and white movie channel and breaking news channel. He... <laughs> also, they're shitting in a bag. He does some six shooters when he's talking to Emily here. He's like. Pshh. This is where it Howdy really partner. starts going. Yeah, why would somebody do something like this? So what do you... I mean, we'll talk about this as we go through the episodes. What do you think the original plan was for the season? Because we know they, like, kind of change gears in the next episode. I was going to ask about that. I am dying to know. I really am. I really think they're going with more of an A-team thing. Like, they'd, they'd set up this idea that Mona was working for someone and that Spencer oh. could join them in 225 there. Um, and then that all, you know, seemingly totally changed around episode four. So yeah, as we move into episode four, we can talk about that. Like, do you think it would have been something that ended where at some point the liars would have been the A team? Well, you got this like, whole bit where for reasons they would have had to like menace a different group of girls or something. I don't know. It, I, I don't know about that, but you have this whole thing where Spencer is going to the abandoned Lost Woods Resort which is like closed down and she's like going into her mind palace to like map out the a layer that we later find out was all packed up by the time the liars went there, like the next day after Mona got caught. So they're setting up this idea that there's someone else, you know, 
working with Mona, perhaps controlling Mona, and th- th- that kind of changes over time in a way. You know, I mean, Which, Cece kind of was, but not exactly as we're led to believe here. Well, but also her, her Norman Bates ran at the end of season two. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless it was just like the explanation was going to be like, no, seriously, bitch crazy. Adrenalized type reality. She just has random voiceovers. She came to, to believe no that she was all seen and all knowing. Yeah. What was the thing about the horse tranquilizers? I don't know. It made her believe that she was indeed the baddest bitch in town. <laughs> oh, that's right. You're like your Allison uh, diagnosis. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The horse tranquilizers mixed with her. Yeah. Rin's got some real saucy, dry humor here with Hannah on the phone. She doesn't appreciate it. Mm. Ren and Hannah are a funny pairing just because he's so British and she's so American. Uh, I could have done with yeah. more of them together. I think that was definitely a, a fun pairing for them. Tremor, what's the line from uh, uh, Arrested Development? Because I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to insult anyone. When uh, Tony Hale plays the British guy in the movie that maybe has to remake, when I think about you, I put a <laughs> yeah. lips. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking, I want Ren to have just all these like horrible British colloquialisms that Hannah can't understand. You Talking about torches. And what? Torches and lists, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's some real uh, like wisdom of Toblerone here as he's talking to Emily. Do something. Arya puts on the same dress she was wearing in the pilot as she's looking mm-hmm. in a mirror, just like being weird and sinister. And then the cops show up because they want to talk to him. And then she strangles the girl in the mirror. Yeah. Or the girl <laughs> in the mirror strangles her. Ezra and shows up. Down the answer the phone. Yeah, Ezra shows up outside. And Ella's just like, get out of here. And he's like, I thought we were past this, Ella. Which, fuck you, Ezra. Fuck you very much. <laughs> he's You're like, grown we all know that I already won, Ella live with it um yeah han and caleb are intimate intimate the i word well you know the cops must suspect liars of something because they question them separately like make sure their stories line up yeah um but i love that aria she jumps in on immediately angling for her mother to like eat with them Mm -hmm. accept him just like an inch more um oh we get uh, and then we get crazy are you gonna say that yeah crazy mona smiles at hannah oh wait she's not smiling at hannah she's looking over hannah's shoulder at the uh apparition of allison smiling in the red coat one of my favorite shots of valley allison in the red coat reading lolita mm-hmm. um but the scene is perfect because it starts with like hannah's despairing because mona's lost and then mona finally looks at her and smiles and hannah's happy and then she starts to realize that she's not actually looking at her mm-hmm uh there's garrett garrett's the one who's been calling spencer mysteriously I mean, you get one phone call. Do they just give it to you again if they don't pick up? Well, I don't know how that changes once you're, you're like, he's like, I'd like to try my one phone call again. Yeah, after he's been processed or whatever. Yeah, I don't know how that yeah, works. Yeah, like you're like in county. You know, the thing is, like, I look at Garrett. You know, on the other side of the glass, talking of Spencer, desperate for her to believe him, to talk to him, to listen to him. I know more. Whatever. I keep thinking to myself. That should be Ezra. Well, yeah. I mean, we had we had like, the season four premiere dream sequence of that. Let me just throw this at you. Mm-hmm. It's the scene from Boogie Nights. Spencer is Burt Reynolds. And Ezra is the colonel. Slowly puts the phone back on the, the wall. Yeah. Ezra's like, 
I like the simple pleasures in life, like butter in my ass and lollipops in my mouth. Lollipops in my mouth. I mean, do you think Garrett's like doing one of those like hackers thing where each time he gets his phone call, he just like keeps clicking on like the receiver and and gets the operator to make the call for him? Maybe. Is that from Hackers, the movie with uh, Angelina Jolie and Johnny Lee Miller? Are you talking about just general hacker stuff? I feel like that's been in more than one movie, but I think it's in Hackers. And one of the kids gets busted. Brian Cox does something like that in Manhunter, I want to say. Um, Back to Planet. Yeah, so Emily sees Jenna's new car in the street, kind of remembers that night, and gets a, uh, I bet you remember me text. (laughs) Which I guess is supposed to be Nate St. Germain. Like the first hint of him. I don't know, because I was wondering... How like did they know about Nate Saint Germain in, in episode one, or did they not know he was going to be a thing till episode four? Well, I thought the thing that you were reading was that the change was CC. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the change was a related, so I would assume that Nate wasn't part of that. Maybe he was. I don't know. Maybe they. Maybe the whole change with like maybe they had a different plan for Maya's killer, and they switched that up. So I mean, I, all things we're waiting to ask Marlene about once the show's over. I think there's we, we picked a good handful of episodes to kind of talk about the planting of the Nate reveal here um, as we progress through these episodes over the next three hours. Um, oh, I forgot. There's a great um, Hannah line in that scene with her and Mona where she's talking about Ren, how like, you know, oh, Spencer's sister's ex fiance or whatever. She's like, oh, of course. you Do you know about that? Oh, of course you do. You're a <laughs> <laughs> like Mona knows everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she Hannah, so you know, Hannah comes cleaning the wires. She's been visiting Mona and Riley. Spencer shows them the A layer room she's been recreating. Let's um, get, like you said, the info that someone cleared out the oh. Lost Woods room. Real quick, um, so the, Garrett tells Spencer that the cops are so close to pinning on her, uh-huh. which is interesting for various reasons. And then he says that he knows who killed Allie. Like, who does he think it is? He knows that Jenna thinks he did, but he didn't. Who does he really think, think did it? Like Melissa? Is that what he suspects? Or maybe, or maybe he's just lying. Maybe I don't. I don't think Melissa would have told him about her. You know, burying the body. I feel like she told Ian about that. I don't think she would have told Garrett about that. No, I think if I had to guess, I mean, unless Garrett really had a thing, which he doesn't tell Spencer, if I remember correctly, in the Halloween train. Garrett's whole plan is like, I'll tell Spencer whatever I have to to get Veronica in the mm. room. Once Veronica's in the room, I just have so to say. So it could say, be bluffing, yeah. I know Melissa like being pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, I, yeah. I like that like, the cops are so close to pitting you on you, Spencer, and I may or may not have been involved in that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, they uh, at the Lost Woods Inn, suddenly the car alarm goes off. They go out there. Car's full of photos of them. At the grave the other night when the body got dug up. Now they're now they're in trouble. They get a new A message. Arya weirdly has her hands behind her back, like she's texting from behind. I remember we were so obsessed with that when we recorded this. I still think that <laughs> she's up time. to something. Of course she's Arya. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Mona dolls. dolls. I play with body parts. Game on bitches. Hey. Anyway. Can't turn back the hands of time. Oh, did we mention this was an I, Marlon King, Ron Lagomarsino joint? No, we didn't. We just did. Right, um, we just did because we're moving on to episode three or four now. 
that was it happened that night, and now we're going to Birds of a Feather. So, uh, story by Michael J. Cinquemani, uh, written by Janelle Lennon, directed by Roger Cumble. One of our favorites. Story. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, I don't think we really see that credit in PLL. Huh. Yeah, that, that is a weird credit. Especially it's you know, it's it's a writer whose name I don't recognize from other scripts on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they did pass on the the new Cruel Intentions pilot, right? Ultimately, yeah, which is a shame. Yeah. By the um, way, I, I watched the first episode of Riverdale. What are people mm-hmm. going nuts about with that show? I don't get it. It was just a bunch of exposition. Just keep watching. Uh, are you are you telling me it gets like way better? I don't know. I okay. I would say the last episode that that just aired, I really really enjoyed. That whole pilot was just like, oh, so and so. Here's your first name, and now I'm going to tell you a little bit about yourself, so the audience knows, like over and over well, it's got and the, over again. It's got the weird Jughead like uh, stay tuned pin on it, where it's just like. It would be a few. It would be a few days before the first arrest or whatever, you know. Uh, the the narration is really bad. Maybe maybe we'll cover that in a podcast someday. I don't know, but so far, mm. anywho, that story by credit's really interesting to me because as far as I could tell from the various interviews we got with Marlene and whatnot, this was the episode where the pivot kind of happened. Like whatever idea they had it initially lasted for about three episodes, and then they changed things up seemingly in this episode. Because we get this very quick resolution to who the Black Swan is, and it's kind of like, all right, enough of that storyline. Let's move on. So you think Michael J. Sincomani turned in a script, and then they were like, Janelle Lennon, salvage whatever you can? I wonder. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, there could be a lot didn't of different we, reasons for it. but Didn't we ask, and the, the question of the, the writers we asked was, you know, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. Which might be... Which might be a very safe answer because it might, mm-hmm. for all we know, three hundred four might be the key to the end of season seven. Um, well, tracking the genesis of an idea can be a little hard sometimes because if it's like in a writer's room and it's like all these ideas are getting thrown around, it's really hard to say, "Oh yes, this person was the one who came up with that." You know? Yeah, I mean, do have people taking notes and stuff? Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, so the liars meet for dessert to discuss new suspects. No, do- Jenna. Did you notice how this uh, this scene starts off with two of the uh, Spencer and Hannah both like going for the last of the brownie, and they don't really make a big deal out of it. But Hannah basically like blocks Spencer's fork with a big spoon and pulls the brownie over to her side, which I kind of love. Clearly setting up Spaleb mm-hmm. four years early, you guys. Yeah. Um, Spencer is yeah, planning Spencer. her revenge that long. Take the last of my brownie. She's- Take your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, so essence, uh, sorry, essence of <laughs> best essence boyfriend. Of best boyfriend joke. Uh, so no Jenna, maybe Lucas, Melissa, and Spencer. The first of her many uses of this line: "All roads lead back to the Black Swan." Well, there's a great bit in the opening here where we don't realize at first that Melissa and Veronica are here too because we haven't seen them in a shot until somebody says Melissa's yeah. name. And suddenly in the background, Melissa just turns around and she's like, oh, Spencer, like, what do you want? Or something like that. It's well, really you, like kind you, of like alarming. Weren't you like, oh, shit, she teleported into the room. I know. This is why you don't say Candyman's name three times in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then, of course, 
Jason will come barging in, making a scene, wanting to know why Veronica's defending Garrett, just yelling, this fucking town. I want answers. Yeah. Like your bangs. What's going on there? <laughs> He's He uh, put up a sign for reward, 50 grand, for, for like any info or, or whatever. So A immediately texts with, imagine what I could do with 50 grand. Great text. And right off the bat, I was guessing... I don't know. From what we know in the future, Charlotte could easily turn 50K into 5 million with some smart investing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get in early on like Snapchat or something. Or whatever. What was it like? Uh, it's an app that like, yeah, it's like an app that tells you where bathrooms are and delivers you pictures of women's feet at the same time. That Lucas app. <laughs> the Lucas app. Yeah. <laughs> Let's you know where all the public bathrooms are with really low stall doors. You know, some people have anxiety about that. It's Facebook. Byron um, smells like baby wipes. We 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 that. find out from Mario. Yeah, when he when yeah, Byron uh, is like putting on his suit of armor to go into love battle, he smells like baby wipes. Oh, that's, that's his new uh, mm-hmm. his new cologne or whatever. His new aftershave. He also got a new haircut. Haircut's a big deal for the men of Rosewood. You get a you get a you get a haircut when you're feeling amorous. It's a gesture you make, unless you're Toby and you go the other direction. <laughs> Spencer, you know Toby right now. I have made my hair ginormous. <laughs> Toby in this season is there's a little bit of an Edward Cullen thing going on there. Yes, 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 yes. He looks like he could be wearing like guyliner. There's one. It's just oh, kind of just I'd... goes up really high. Yeah. We'll talk about it when we get there because I made a note. There was one scene where the angle on Keegan Allen's face looked inhuman. Like he just looked like his face was made up entirely of like. Well, he's got those cheekbones. Yeah. 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 Like whatever, like crazy high protein diet they had put him on for the past year, he'd gone too far into it. Um, also, what's up? With he the- looked like Madonna in the '90s. Yeah, I'm sure we talked about this when we first did this podcast uh, for this episode. But Arya's dress here—it's like this crazy leopard print number that it looks like something like a mob boss's mistress would wear in Atlantic City, uh, and also yeah. like a just giant, like five-inch wide, bra- like grass butterfly pendant thing happening. Tell kind, of, me- kind of a necklace, kind of a choker. Follow me around the room for this. That that outfit, mm-hmm. but with her Camp Mona blow me bar hair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's like Tony Soprano's new. Uh, what do they call this? Goyas or something? I'm trying to remember what's the what's the Jennifer the J Law line from that movie. It's the new science oven. <laughs> um, yeah. So we get a scene where Veronica's working away in her lawyer stuff, going over evidence. Uh, Spencer shows her Jason's $50,000 poster. Veronica says he'll get tons, tons of calls from people, but uh, all they want is the money. Um, also, you can get 10 years jail time for stealing a body. Veronica is such a salty old vet. <laughs> like She's just like, that whole reward thing, that's just a waste of his time. So 10 years for stealing a body. Did you and your friends know that when you were uh, building your underground, air quotes, fort? No, because we were like, 12 and 13 like we just we knew that the law couldn't touch us because we were minors okay mm-hmm. by the um, way they're doing head of gabler right now in in ellis class 
themes of loneliness, <laughs> boredom, sterility, and old versus new. As Arya is trying to set up Ella with a date. I just feel like some student raises their hand in like week three of this year and is like, hey, Mrs. Montgomery, so you're divorced, huh? <laughs> She's like, how did you know? And they're just like, it uh, it shows. <laughs> also, you're hanging dresses for your dates tonight on the coat rack for all the students to see. And she's like, well, maybe there's a reason I only had one kid. And they're like, but you have a son. She's like, no, I don't. Yeah, but uh, Ari in her cheetah print dress, talking about her dad's new haircut, the new aftershave, all this stuff. It's interesting to see the little aspects of like the mating and courtship rituals as seen through like a child's eyes. Mm -hmm. You know, because Aria, for all intents and purposes of these types of things, is an adult going through a lot of the same whatever minutia that people do who go on dates who have like well, in relationship can't wait to uh kind of get into her mom's business now because of that i think uh because yeah, yeah, yeah she, she doesn't want to tell ezra or i keep saying ezra she doesn't want to tell ella about byron dating meredith because ella doesn't have her own you know significant other yet is this a new psychological bent where we used to compare uh byron to ezra and now it's really ezra ella no, they both do. They both are English teachers, you know. Uh, I remember is that is that is that Electra complex? I don't know. Anyway, not um, quite. I don't think. Yeah, Hannah goes to visit Mona at the Radley Sanitarium, but uh, visiting privileges have been revoked. Hannah's very upset about this. This is our first peek at Lisa, right? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. She she might have been in a few earlier episodes. I'm not sure. So uh, once we didn't, I'm just. I'm just assuming that Mona totally went like Euros Homes on this chick at one point. <laughs> like all of Rally just works for Mona now. Yeah. Talk to her all for it, five minutes and she somehow brain controls you. Who would be the person that Mona could call in to like go Euros Homes? Like, the, I guess it would be Charlotte. The Moriarty. Yeah, I mean, Charlotte, I guess. Jenna, maybe. Um, this is my turn to say... Sorry if you haven't watched season four of Sherlock. You know what? Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you should, maybe words, should have just stopped at season two. The last four words are uh, Watson telling Holmes that he's pregnant. <laughs> Spoiler. I'm trying to remember what's, uh, what's Jacob's line about uh, as someone who's seen all four seasons of Sherlock, let me tell you how good the first three seasons are. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So, Mona lost her visitation privileges. Well, we get to uh, we get to see Emily's first day on the job at the the brew because I believe the brew's a new location this season. She's going to be a barista there, and we meet like the first of several like propri- sleazy proprietors of the brew here, like this dude, whoever he is. Who's he's in at least like, two episodes, right? This guy. Yeah, because he's also at the uh, the Jenna party. I want to say. Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. Well, like, because I want to say that the, he tells Emily to work that night, and Emily's like, well, I was going to that party. And he's like, now you're going to get paid to go to the party. That's, that's right, yeah. And she's yeah. like, fuck you. Oh, he's just yeah, like, I don't know, I don't oh, know those girls coming in from yoga class? Like, yeah, get those uh, gluten-free biscottis going. Like, like, you really need to, like, hustle to work as a barista. Like, people are coming for the coffee, you know? Yeah. This guy would not cut it on Sabrina's watch. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. And then Nate St. Germain. Speaking of in. which, Nate St. Goddamn Germain. The start of, on day one, of Emily taking a break at her job. 
this guy has a weird look. He's he's he wearing does. this kind of hoodie thing that's vaguely Lebowski-esque. Like, not entirely, but maybe a little bit. Mm. Uh, and then he appears to have, like, some sort of... It's either, like, a tank top or really wide-collar shirt. And then, like, uh, some sort of, like, necklace. Like, it seems like he just came in off the beach, is, like, my immediate impression with this guy. Yeah, it's like... Uh, it's like they were like, what do we dress this guy in? And then they were like, I don't know, one of Jason's old outfits. I feel like he should be wearing board shorts. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I don't know. This is, uh, I believe it's Sterling Suleiman or I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Something like that. I kind of feel bad for this guy because it's such a thankless role. Like this guy doesn't get to be kind of deliciously evil. Like Ian, he just gets no, just to be creepy. a fucking creep, just like an uncomfortable yeah. creep who's like constantly kind of pushing the envelope of like, you know, boundaries that he can overstep. Like it's not he doesn't get to relish it at all. Yeah, this outfit is like it's just missing like the fucking like necklace or whatever. Um, I want to say that he, he eventually ended up on uh, on uh, Vampire Diaries because Vampire Diaries gets all of PLL snobby as yeah, he was on it for like a few episodes. I don't know if that was before or after this at this point. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So Nate got it. Like in each uh, of my episode notes here for each episode, I have, somewhere I have just written down Nate is so creepy because he's always so creepy. Yeah. So this is potentially the beginning of the, the Nate St. Germain persona for Lyndon James. His story is that he's Maya's cousin, that he lives here now. He goes to Hollis. Um, he's got an answer for everything. That's the thing that I wanted to really talk about, uh, just to get past how creepy he is in general. There's a lot of like I really didn't notice at all because I hated the character when I was watching it, and even when we were doing the podcast, even though I knew. But like mm-hmm. Emily asked a lot of questions. I never mentioned that. Oh yeah, I hadn't actually gotten into Hollis, you know, back then. I just applied. You know, he's like, pretty he smooth has with like it. A, yeah. He's got like an on-the-fly answer. Oh, yeah, their address. I'll get it for you later. Well, oh, I just well, it's forgot like, the address, but I mailed it tomorrow. Maya had those earrings. I got them for a week before, you know. How, how did you know she had them? Uh, I must have seen a picture of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in retrospect, it's obviously very clear that he's up to something. I, I'm trying to remember what I thought of when he first showed up. It was probably more just like, I don't like this guy skeeving on Emily. It's creepy. I think it was my initial impression, you know? Yeah. I was just like, this is, uh, I don't like this guy. Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, he's like 500 pastor Ted's combined into one for me. Oh, anyway, let's move on to Caleb. Got some tickets to Bonnie Vare for Hannah. She's not happy because Mona's privileges got canceled because some guy who she thinks was Lucas came and like, you know, got a new thing with her, but Caleb reveals it was him. They have a big argument. He throws those tickets in the air very prissily, which is great. I like the, if you were popping pills every day, would you want me to look the other way? It's just a reminder. The dark Spencer saga is coming. Well, like I was, when I was watching this, I was like, whose side am I on? I feel like there's some good points made at maybe like 60, 40 for Hannah, maybe 65, 35, but it's not like he's completely wrong. No. I mean, he's, he's kind of sticking his nose into it a little, but she's kind of not that's, telling him anything either. That's what Caleb does. Yeah. Like, uh, I remember we got an email during season six, season 6A, 
when Hannah's lying to Caleb and she comes home and he's like drinking the coffee at the coffee table, mm-hmm. wait for the answer about where she's been. Like, oh yeah. Like, like a dad. And, like, yeah. Like a dad. And, uh, somebody had emailed us to tell uh, that, that Caleb should tell Hannah to fuck off. And I was just like, we're never going to take that side. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I mean, it was not a huge fan of Caleb in six A. I can say that, but yeah, we'll, we'll get in we'll cover that in six A. Okay. He was he was very much in like dad mode, which like you get where he's coming from, but it was still like, dude, chill. Yeah, yeah. Stop, stop so, taking Ashley's side in these arguments. Uh, yeah. So anyway, he starts looking for fat bald men for her mother to date. Lots of fat bald men. Hannah wants to know what's up with that. Which it's are these guys on the crew? It was something like, "Hey guys, can we use your photo in an actual episode?" They're like, "Great!" Oh, one of like. Oh, one of these guys' names is his username is edit this real, which is like an editor joke. So, yeah. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah. Um, I love that Ashley comes in and they like try to cover up and she's like, nope, no secrets from me. And so the, the, the three of them are all just like checking out these weird dudes. I love this scene. It's a great scene. Yeah. And now she's like, try mainline mate. It's a better site. <laughs> That's where I get all of my hookups. Try, Ashley uh, Marin quietly crushing it every night. Try farmers only. It's where you get all the mess. Um, oh, also, yeah, so, we got to talk about when they're picking out names for uh, for Ella, like screen names. Rosewood girl or art lover. I'm pretty sure that we've seen at some point that Arya's uh, email address is Rosewood girl or like her screen name because she throws that out there. She's like, how about uh, Rosewood Girl? And Hannah's just like, lame. And Arya yeah. looks like a little wounded. Yeah. It's great. I'm just going to go quietly change my own email address and my entire online persona. Thanks, mm-hmm. Hannah. <laughs> it's Arya's uh, subconscious telling her that her screen name sucks and she needs to update that. Well, She's like, you're not on AOL anymore, Arya. Or isn't she? She's like, I'm on ICQ. Mm-hmm. I'm J- on Makeout Club. Spencer's talking to Jason. He's still just bullheaded, wants to pursue these uh, leads that are obviously fake. Yeah. Hot Mama Sorry. is what Arya and Hannah settle on. Hannah typing over Arya's shoulder is a great shot. Um, I mean, why not just split the difference and do like Rosewood Mill or something, you know? Yes, mm-hmm. that would be splitting the difference. I mean, hot um, mama, we know what you're implying. Just cut to the chase. <laughs> this is still a network called ABC Family at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Spencer, not free for yeah, she's, waiting, she's waiting for Jason to finish of his like scared straight fight club. Her outfit reminds me of like the waspy business version of like She-Ra's uniform minus the headpiece and the sword, which... Is fine because Spencer always carries the sword of truth with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, later yeah, so on, Nate gives Emily. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'll just say later on. Yeah, Nate, Nate, and Emily. At the, he's reading. Was it called the Blunderer? I, I forgot yeah. to Google that and see like what that is. If that's real or not. This guy certainly blunders eventually. Uh, he shows her a photo. Uh, he gives that her the Maya eye walk zombie tank top. Yeah. Well, so this guy, he, oh, it's he must Patricia have Heisman. He must have been at True North, right? Like, what was he in for? Like, being yeah. a, like a psycho stalker. Well, he was the hookup, right? 
Yeah, I, I, that's Probably. what I assume. Yeah. So, like, was he also in for smoking pot, or were his parents like, "Oh, we're we're worried that our son might be like a sociopathic killer that's sent him to the Jesus camp." Um, yeah, so it's actually a Patricia Highsmith novel, which mm. apparently is actually very similar to her own Strangers on Train. This would have made probably more sense if he was actually reading like a Tom Ripley book. Okay, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe um, a little too on the nose. <laughs> yeah, possibly. I don't know. I feel like in a way, the PLO writers and producers would be like, if you guessed at our plot point because you, you Googled like an old famous novel. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Or you you went and watched this old I mean, classic film and you guessed. The Thank hush, you. <laughs> hush hush sweet Charlotte pretty much was that, yeah. Uh what do you think about this yeah. note in the gifts? For my M, comma, love your girl. I feel like there's a comma missing there. It's my but it should be for my M, comma, love, comma, your girl. Am I wrong? It needs uh needs more sugar. Um well, I kind of wonder... coffee will tell them where to put them commas. Phonies. Um, hey, nobody wants flowers when they're dead. Yeah. Anna's skulking around at the Radley, sees that Wilden is there, kind of pulling rank on Ren to get into uh, Simona. He's got like a warrant he, or something. He really alphas Ren into submission. He's also much taller than Ren. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who isn't? Mm-hmm. Except for maybe Arya. Um, yeah, so uh, I like that he walks in and you just hear, hello, Mona, remember me? <laughs> That's how you greet someone when you're a cop. Yeah. Well, just with an online dating plot in this episode, just think about how creepy would it be if you hooked up with somebody online and you go to meet them for a blind date and it's fucking Wilden. Oh, God, imagine his screen name. It's like Rosewood Colt 45 or something. <laughs> Rosewood Dick. I also oh, yeah. Yeah, there we go. That's what it'd be. Uh, God. Yeah, um, Nate strategically leaves the book for does the leave behind. Yeah, does the leave behind. Some good Hannah. Is this where they talk about ambiguous loss? Hannah and Ren here. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Yeah, just uh, talking about how good Hannah is for for Mona. We see a slightly different angle on the exterior of Spencer's house mm-hmm. at one point. I don't think we ever see this shot again. No, I, I believe we do in uh, 401. I think we might see a similar shot from outside. Okay. Um, I like that we're, we're you know, a couple of feet into season three, and the liars are essentially having the same conversation with her with, about Melissa that they will always have. <laughs> Constantly suspecting always. Melissa. Spencer, meanwhile, is wearing some sort of, like, sequined chain mail shirt. Yeah. It's something. It sparkles. Yeah. It's almost the, uh, do you remember the shirt that the villain wears in Commando? Oh, yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> How could I ever forget? It's that uh, Benedict, I believe. God, I love that movie. Can we it's do awesome Commando? Steam. <laughs> Can we do Commando in Headcanon? We could. I don't, I, I, I'm just worried that like I would just be repeating a bunch of other people's jokes because so many people took in that movie apart, you know? Mm-hmm. Because we got an email where somebody suggested the notebook, and I was like, uh, <laughs> I just kept reading that as, oh, you want us to do Tango and Cash? Okay. Yeah, they're doing that on We Hate Movies right now. Yeah. Oh, are they? Mm-hmm. I'll look it up. Um, yeah, yeah, anyway, so they, like, they suspect like Melissa the, again. In the finale, 
in the last five minutes of PLO ever, if like Melissa and Spencer have a decent moment, I feel like Spencer will hug her sister and she'll be like, all right, Melissa, you proved it. We're in the matrix. And then she'll pull the plug out of the back of her neck and like wake up in the pod and <laughs> continue the fight in the dystopian that we live in. Um, yeah. So Ella and Ashley had their talk about mainline mate. What's that? Uh, so if Hannah is fake, is Ashley real? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, this is definitely the Tulpa moms here. Maybe Ashley is Rosewood Milf. Hmm. Oh, well. But I, I do love the... <laughs> Does that go without saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's this conversation where, like, Ella, or Ashley finds out that Ella is unaware of the mainline mate situation. So then, like, when we cut to them later... The dude, he's brought Ashley some takeout, but like, no, no, that like, I don't know, the takeout went to the fridge or something, because now he's bringing out two glasses of wine just for them. This is a coffee shop. I don't believe they yeah. serve wine, but there's wine for Ashley Marin wherever she goes. Oh yeah. I, tell me that Ashley Marin is not good for business. You know what I mean? I can't. It's like it's like ladies' night <laughs> or whatever. It's like you do whatever you can to get the people in the club who are good for business. I cannot believe that any business doesn't go up. Speed Demon Express would do more business if Ashley Marin just like sent a package. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, cut to Melissa and Philly walking out of her condo complex in this very I, I don't know how to describe this look, but it's a very Melissa look. It's very kind of professional and put together, a little bit sporty. Uh, it, it's just pure Melissa Hay scenes. And then as she walks by, I love this shot of all uh, Emily, Hannah, and Arya all kind of like coming around a corner watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it reminded me of like old old school TV shows. I'm trying mm -hmm. to think of the one. It's not quite Charlie's Angels, obviously. It's not quite like Scarecrow Mrs. King, but like just those old kind of like the Murder, She Wrote era goofiness. Mm -hmm. Um these steps are essentially the same steps where they probably filmed Spencer and Ren's heart to heart mm, yeah. at the beginning of season one. And so here's my headcanon. What if instead of crashing a friend's, Ren just broke into Melissa's apartment while she's staying with her parents? While yeah. she's constantly remodeling it. Like I think she's remodeled that condo five different times. It's like she finishes just, and then just like changes her mind or something. He walks in, the work guys, the last time they saw Ren, he was her boyfriend. He's like Oh, sorry, chaps. Like she decided that she likes it the way it is, and he's like, "We've torn down all the walls. That's fine. Cheerio. <laughs> See you. Here's here's a fiver. See you later." <laughs> Ashley wants to share her latest mainline mate date with Ella. This dude has a little red Corvette. I feel like that's a red flag. Um. Also, we find out that uh, mainline mate is where Jane Foster from Thor met her second and third husbands. Second and third husbands. <laughs> yes, that is a great line. Uh, I wonder. Uh, Loves the tango. Yeah, Janelle Lennon, great line there. This is a this is a great set of scenes, especially since it features characters doing stuff that you don't really get to see on this show because it's it's not these two women like just being concerned mothers, just being you moms. Know? Yeah, mm -hmm. they're people of hearts and sexualities, like sense of incompleteness. Well, and um, it makes it makes the universe feel a little bit bigger that like yeah, these two would know each other and like you know talk occasionally. Yeah, yeah. I'm so. I, the only thing missing is for them to like they work in a diss about Peter Hastings. And I've always got the feeling uh, that both Ashley and Ella are a little bit younger than, say, like Pam and Veronica. Like well, Ashley, like Ashley and Ella both seems like they had kids earlier in life. Maybe, but also they're they're a little bit cooler. 
Because Veronica, you know, her her profession and her stature will keep her acting a certain way. Pam, from the pilot, is obsessed with how people are perceived in town. Mm-hmm. And these two chicks are just trying to live. Oh, yeah. With their shitty ex-husbands. They're just trying to find some shitty dates. Yeah, and their crazy daughters. Mm-hmm. Um, also, for the first time, I think Arya checks the bedroom. Checking the bedroom. Although, for some reason, the closet is in the living room. I was thinking about that while watching this. Yeah. <laughs> that insane closet. I love this closet. Yeah, she's even more anal than Spencer. And then just like, boom, like a, uh, a shoes area behind the, the hanger area where it's like lit. It has a special light to show off her like $900 shoes. There's not a single clue at all in the bedroom area. She's like, nope, just as we suspected. <laughs> I love she's the, got a bigger sex swing than Spencer. <laughs> Giant sex swing. I love the look Hannah gets on her face when she like displays the shoes there. It's just like yeah. it's like despair. It's like how how could I ever compete with this? Look at those fucking shoes. It's not a bad size closet considering three teenage girls can hide in there. <laughs> well, and it's it's got like those uh like farm style doors, the closet doors that roll to the side. Kind of jealous yeah. of those. Like the kind of closet doors oh. you get in pretty much any place, like they all suck. This, you know, it's like one side or the other. I hate them. Well, also, it's it's predicated upon like you have to push the clothes aside dramatically to reveal like the shoe alcove. <laughs> but it's got special um, little LED lights. Like it, I'm sure that was like on the second or third remodel. She was just like, I need my shoes to really command the attention of the closet. Yeah. Yeah. I only have like seven books in the whole place and they all have matching dust jackets. So I, I really want to know what those books are. Yeah. I'm very fascinated. Um, mostly the works of Aleister Crowley, a couple of Kama Sutra editions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they find like a matching feather to the black swan costume. Arya finds it, of course. I wanted her to taste it. After Melissa kind of comes back, she is. Yeah. After Melissa comes back and they have to all scramble into the closet. I love the bit where they knock the thing over and have to pick it up. That was a great little extra bit of tension. This is a great, this is like a scene where I feel like somebody in the writer's room is like, what do you mean it's season three? And we haven't had to do a scene like this yet. Mm-hmm. Got her wallet. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they find the feather. They, it's a match for the one Hannah found in 225. They take it to Spencer and Spencer's still like, eh, I'm not totally sure yet, guys. And they're just like, give me a fucking break. They don't want Spencer. Yeah, they don't want Spencer to meet her. They want all like confront together or something. But then when Spencer goes home, it's dark. And Melissa was just standing there getting a knife out of the knife rack in the dark. Naturally. Yeah. Naturally. Surprising Spencer from behind. She's there to comfort her mother after what Jason did at the grill. Waving the knife around the whole time. That's great. Yeah. Calmer than you are. Tori DeVito must have um, so much fun playing this role. <laughs> I, yeah, I would love to talk to her. Um, he lives next door. Who knows what this person is capable of? Capable of. And such as like, that's your half brother, Melissa, who you made out with. <laughs> that's like the the little sister thing, the card that that Spencer never plays. Mm-hmm. Like, that's our brother, Melissa, who you made out with. Well, she <laughs> she does the full accusation. Boom! Here's the feather. I know this. I know that. And Spencer, I don't know what she was expecting, but for Melissa to break down and start crying, probably not it. You know, like every time Spencer thinks she's got one on the hook, it's like, oh, that backfired on me. 
Now I'm yeah. the bad guy. Yeah. Melissa runs away crying, explaining, you know, she'd lost her baby right after Ian died. She didn't want, you know, more the public to know that about her, too. So she started faking the whole thing. And that yeah. somebody blackmailed her with the Black Swan thing. That This all feels very much like, hey, forget about the whole Black Swan thing. We changed our minds. You know, like, let's just get rid of that plot point. A made Melissa do it, and that's it. Which is funny because, like, one year later, they'll basically recreate the same thing with Black Widow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like... Yeah, I know. It's It's, yeah. <laughs> Remember that remember that left turn we decided not to take? <laughs> Is there any way, cool way we can take it again, guys? Um well, and then yeah, um, so, Veronica shows up because she just heard something she didn't know about, which I'm having trouble remembering what the detail was there. Um I think it was about Garrett. I don't know. Doesn't really matter. Oh, just that Garrett Garrett knew about the pregnancy, the fake pregnancy. I said, Peter, oh, they didn't want the, uh, his public defender was going to call the private eye. Eventually we find out that, yeah. I like how she, she says that. She says, who was investigating Melissa. <laughs> investigating <laughs> Melissa. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not you, my psycho daughter. Spencer's like, good. They're like, the thing is, Spencer, we trust Melissa to hide a body where it can't be found. You, we just don't know. You're a little sloppy. Why can't you be more like your big sister? I'm exhausted. I have to drag this fucking sword of truth everywhere I go. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so apparently uh, Kayla's mother got in a car wreck in Montecito uh, via A. So Hannah can't come clean of Kayla for fear of hurting him, so he dumps her. Done, Hannah. Here's a broom. Do it yourself. I can't do um, this anymore. Yeah. Veronica gets the uh, like it or not, this is your family line to Spencer. I love that. It's just like, this is what it is to be a hasting Spencer. We thought you knew that. We all have secrets and lies that we hide from each other. Well, it's funny. I mean, obviously, they'll turn it around somewhat uh, or enough. I mean, they'll really turn it around uh, before the half season's over. But like, they have the setup here to do that that alternate ending they shot for the Halloween train where um, Caleb's uh, A, or is it maybe oh, yeah. for, for, for 312 for Caleb's A and mm-hmm. they also did one for Paige's A. Um, so yeah, they Toby. set both those up, yeah. But the problem with that was always that um, you had just done Paige as a red herring, so you couldn't have her then turn around and be A like two episodes later. But also the problem with Caleb at this time is that it needs to tie in the Spencer's world or her family or something. Well, so it be- had to be Toby. That's because the like Spencer, like her like side plot line is like, she's also on this other show. That's like, uh, like the canes or I'm trying to remember like one of those, like, like, you know, lawyer like crest. Yeah. Dynasty type shows where it's just like all these, you know, intrigue and, and scandals and this family of powerhouse lawyers and whatnot. Like she's on that show too. And then she's also on PLL. Like Ian walks in, puts on a 10 gallon cowboy hat. And he's <laughs> like, now it's Dallas bitches. All right. <laughs> uh, um, I, like, I like that. They're, they're setting up like you guys, Toby is so pure and dumb and basic and abs. He could never hurt me. Yeah, Hala breaks up, and then they break up in such a way that it's like 
it's not because of any uh no one's coming between them you know it's like obviously they just need to like be honest with each other and they can get back together later this is this is only temporary yeah um Arya has her talk with Ella where Arya is just trying to understand why Ella is okay with being single. Arya's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Why don't you want to get with someone right away? Yeah. Arya's like, I feel like I would die like a fish, like, like a whale on the beach. If mm-hmm. I didn't have a love. In my like life. a shark that stopped swimming. Yeah. Like a shark, but on land. Yeah. Um, a land so that was okay. Yes, Ella's okay with. Uh, I wear the cheese. The cheese does not wear me. Uh, Ella's okay with Byron dating Meredith again. Um, More creepy. Nate gets the book. Uh, suspicious. Uh, didn't bring the address, but he'll take that letter and mail it. Type thing going on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's uh, looking to leave. He stops. He's like, "All seem all people seem to talk about here is Maya's death." And I'm like, "Is that true?" Well, like all they talk about like yesterday was this guy's first day of class and now he like wants to leave mm-hmm. i mean what is who's funding this guy is what i was wondering like does he just have some extra cash lying around like how he's he's hanging out for like a couple months i think timeline well, what, wise what of the grift is is real mm-hmm. like is he really in hollis and if he's not, if he's just there to like this, like the like psychological manipulation of Emily, like that's expensive. I mean, it's probably from somewhere in Pennsylvania. They met up at True North, but yeah. How how is he funding himself? Who knows? Maybe he's just like killing a bunch of drifters or something. Wasn't there like Rolling a similar asshole storyline in like the first season of the OC? Wasn't Oliver? Oh, like they're holding Caulfield guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fucking Oliver. Anyway, we um, should move on because it's going to be a long-ass podcast. Um, anyway, Nate's going to stick around. Hannah likes to break up candles. They match her sheet. Ari's there to help. Hannah crying her lap. Uh, Emily contemplates the I walked up a zombie tank top. We even see Caleb dealing with some shit. Then Spencer runs into Jason. Jason says he's going to stop the whole reward scheme he has. But nope, he's not. As soon as she leaves, he writes a check to cash, which I guess is something he can do for 50 grand. And uh, then Wilden <laughs> Wilden rolls by Spencer on the way home after Jason takes that call, and he's just like, "Hey, how 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 far of a drive is it to your parents' lake house?" And she's like, "Why?" And he's just like, "Nah," and drives off. Oh, a couple things. Some of the suspects the tip line has delivered are a Mrs. Welsh, b Obama, <laughs> c Spencer herself. LOL. Yeah. As you mentioned, the sixty episode thing. Here in season three, Spencer says, you have no idea how much I'm looking forward to college next year, which she will not get to attend for three more seasons. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, he writes a check to cash and goes to meet somebody in a parking lot. This might not have anything to do with information, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Then we get the A tag with uh, A in the Montecito airport, setting down a 50, closing a laptop, which is like that's Melissa's laptop. I feel like they've never properly followed up on that. Like it has the same sticker on the back of the laptop that Melissa has. Hmm. Is this a GNT? Uh, it could be. I mean, it could be a vodka soda. I don't know. It's got a lime in it, doesn't it? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I love that A does this while wearing gloves, though. <laughs> <laughs> A's got the special like iPhone gloves to use a trackpad with. Yeah. <laughs> totally normal thing in our mm-hmm. Montecino Airport bar. Yeah. yeah so that's birds of a feather. Now we're moving on to uh, crazy. 
Yeah, episode seven, crazy, written by Andy Reeser, who does a lot of photography on Instagram, uh, directed by Patrick Norris. Um, Ashley's out of town. Caleb and Hannah's still broken up. Uh, Wilden's caught Hannah sneaking around the church, slipping notes via Garrett's comatose mother. Uh, so, of course, he wants a sample for blood to match the sample they found on the anklet that they found. I like how he has to, like, oh, is your mom here? I can't talk to you. She's not. And then just proceeds to talk to her anyway. Yeah. Wilden and Hannah always had a fun dynamic. He's like, what if I was wearing a towel instead, Hannah, and drinking a beer? Um, which I'm so relieved that they, they, they could have gone some kind of bullshit like Ezria Haru with them. Of no, not. no. Hell no. Fuck no. Um, yeah, liars headed to the brew, and of course they hear, take it from me. You're always better off with a really good lie. Arya's wearing a born to run uh, tank top through most of this. I'd just like to point out. Arya's a huge fan of the boss. Spencer, meanwhile, is dressed like a like a Swedish like like sailor ice skater or something. Like she's got a yes a look. Yes, this this is the murder the Swedish murder assassin murder ballerina. I think is what I called it. Um, but yeah, Cece. Oh god, I love this character. Cece shows up is immediately super shady. Oh, I, I one bit from the Hannah and Wilden conversation where Hannah he's talking about Hannah like slipping that note to Garrett's mom. And Hannah's just like, you have no proof. And Wilden's like, multiple witnesses saw you. And Hannah's just like, no proof. There's <laughs> um, a guy who I've only seen a few episodes of this show. I don't like the show at all called uh, Blind Spot. It's like a real garbage show. There's a guy oh, is that the one with Richard Jamie Dunn. Alexander. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, if you're really obsessed with a girl with tattoos, like you'll love this dumb show. And the, the fucking Australian guy with the weird teeth. Um, anyway. Uh, there's a guy in there, I can't remember the actor's name, but he plays rich.com. And he reminds me of Cece because he's so shady, so larger than life and like glamorous about it. He's also on an episode of what is that show that you hate on Sci Fi Channel with the uh, the people who can't remember their names and they're on a spaceship? Oh, Dark Matter? Dark Matter, yeah, yeah. He's on that one for like one episode. But this guy is fantastic. Um, he reminds me of Cece a lot. Like she just shows up and like commands the scene. It assumes um, that yeah, Arya is the shoplifter because she mixed up her tulpas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's totally disreputable from the get go, but fascinating. Uh, it's been a, it's been a intense few weeks. Kate May of Allison. Allison was like a broken doll. <laughs> yeah. She used to date Allison's brother. And four seasons, we'll see the, uh, the continuation of this scene where Cece goes outside and stands in front of bad blue screen. Yeah, yeah. Um, her boss is highly strung and aggressively sober. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm wondering, like, does CC just own the diva dish? Like, is the boss fake? I, who even knows? Yeah, that's a good question. Maybe, maybe not. Hard to say. Yeah. I mean, who uh, knows, like, how tell. much shenanigans would she really be able to get away with? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, she's just, she's so brazen. She's so interesting. She's such an obvious, weird red herring, and yet not. <laughs> yeah, right in front of your face all the time. Oh, what are you drinking there? Uh, screwdriver. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, I was worried I was having a cold coming on, so I thought I would medicate now. Mm-hmm. I'm just having some tea in case anyone's curious. We were all orange pico. Anyway, Ella is just in, in her class taking her new outfit out to just air out. Just, mm-hmm. just, I don't know, get the wrinkles out. I don't know what she's doing exactly. Just in the middle of class, and Arya walks in. Oh, you're in this class, are you just like staring at this dress all period? Yeah, is that a threat? Is that a warning? 
Ari walks in. She's like, that's what you're wearing. And then later, no, no, no. I like it. And you I was like, yeah, why am I talking to you? Oh, the finger. Um, CC Drake, we see in the yearbook is the prom queen drama and debate club. Much, <laughs> much consternation and debate over the validity of that. I stand by my statement that you can put anything on those uh, little sheets in the yearbook. People will put it in the yearbook. So. so we were both in yearbook and I remember that they they cautioned us at one of our seminars we went to, the one on the riverboat. Oh yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. That that during the constant proof and editing process for one of some yearbooks somewhere, a girl didn't like a guy, so she wrote, uh, you know, it was like uh, JV junior year, varsity senior year, asshole nine mm-hmm. through twelve, and it's like no one ever caught it, and so it it's always that the, way. Always school, the horror story they would tell you, yeah, about the lawsuits could happen, um, somebody sneaking in something you know, horrifying or what. Yeah. Well, like it's like they knew, but some of them knew it's like, we always plan to fix it on the next proof. Um, yeah. So Spencer's out front of the school doing her true crime Pinterest board, including the summer at Cape May of CC. Uh, yeah. What is she in like Omnigraffler or something like what, what software is she using here? <laughs> oh yeah. Then, then Toby shows up being just a little extra shady here. Cause I, I mean, is he a, by this point he should be. I, what was he a, when he met with Emily for like, coffee at the brew well i mean i think me and you both think that he should have been a back uh when spencer broke up with him and in, in 212 yeah yeah I, I mean i don't whatever marlene says that makes the most sense so i'm gonna go with that a him being a makes the most sense for like the bizarreness of him having that loft apartment too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like a connections um so he wants to know why hey, she hey, you him. think you could hook me up with some indoor plumbing no shit god damn it <laughs> Flushing toilets for closers, Toby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You bring me Spencer's soul in a thimble, I'll give you a toilet that works. We get the classic, classic line from Spencer. Why are you challenging me? Yes. <laughs> Spencer is uh, full Spencer in this episode. Well, because yeah. he responds with, because there was a time that you thought I was guilty, too. And, and she's, she's like, like, I, I still, still do. do. <laughs> I didn't stop thinking that, Toby. I also I still suspect Ian. begging you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I still, I still suspect the end. Like Nate St. Germain um, shows up. He's, he's bought a scented candle for Jenna as a present. This is just a shitty gift. Am I wrong? I mean, oh, what, a, what a fucking bozo. Oh, thanks. Thanks kidding. for your scented candle. Yeah. Yankee candle. Way to go. Well, especially <laughs> they all smell the same to me. So I just got the prettiest name. <laughs> Spencer's just um, like, but- yeah, that's perfect for Jenna. She has a very developed sense of smell. Yeah, uh, he wants, no, demands Emily go shopping with him. He's got to get the the right gift for Jenna. Like, you're assuming this guy is not like a fucking psychopathic stalker. You're doing it all. Like, you're putting way too much thought into it. You got to be casual, you know? First date, and come on. Yeah, yeah. Where's the guy who, like, you know, walked in from the beach a few episodes ago? <laughs> I know. Also, a lot of effort. You went across the street. <laughs> They go shopping. Thank God this all-purpose, like, like bougie boutique opened up across the street. <laughs> uh, before that, um, he was just like at a Walmart and like walked down the scented candle aisle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we get the. Uh, I guess is this is not an official Ouija tie-in yet, is it? I don't think it no, is. No, not yet. Yeah, not yet. PLL fans love Ouija too. 
apparently see insidious. how easy it is for me to get your blood like is there like a razor blade like glued into the side of this thing this just like immediately cuts santa i didn't catch it but i love that even even in pll like they'll tell you what that little thing that you move is called it's like a planchette or something yeah apparently yeah. apparently Way the best go. i could come up with was like stylus like <laughs> spiritual stylus yeah um, yeah, Hannah's a flashback to her and Mona doing the Ouija one dark and stormy night. The Ouija spells out Alice and the Lie, which is funny now when you know that Mona's doing it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. I, this is uh, a great Mona struck. flashback. She sees Hannah and Alice on, or Hannah saw Alice on the back porch. Oh, shit. So, um, what, I mean, there's two things. First of all, what was that? Was that Cece out there? Was it just Hannah's imagination? It could have literally just been Hannah's imagination. Yeah, it could have been Allie. Um, could have been imagination. Also, um, then we cut back to the present and like a pot breaks out there, like a like a potted plant. Never find out. I mean, that could just be the wind, you know. Yeah, the the, the wind, they should really be more afraid of the wind. I feel like in season seven B because that's really fucking things up. But I feel like Mona's done the whole Alice in the Life thing, and then Hannah jumps, and Mona's like, "What is it, Hannah?" And, and Hannah's like, "I just saw Allison outside." I feel like Mona's like, "You are the most programmable person ever." I love you. <laughs> I could have you assassinate the president. I want to climb inside your body and control you. Yeah. Um, You're like the Manchurian, like, babe. Yeah. Just out um, of curiosity, did you ever actually play with a Ouija board? Have you ever done that whole thing? I have never had the privilege. Neither have I. It always seemed kind of lame to me. And yet, like, I don't know, like, you know, the whole Bloody Mary thing? Or you, like, stand in mm-hmm. front of a, a mirror in the dark and say Bloody Mary mm-hmm. three times? Yeah, you're familiar with that, right? Like, yes, I 100% believe that that is bullshit, and yet I'm not going to do it anyway. I don't know if that's like a superstition or what. Like, I'm just like, why whistle through that graveyard? So, what you're saying is, if somebody arranges a bar night in LA the same weekend as the Paley Fest, mm-hmm. we can we can evoke Candyman, do light as a feather, stiff as a board, and have drunken Ouija fun. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so Spencer runs into Jason. He's going to be picking up his dad from the airport. Uh, his dad thinks he's a giant screw up, which so say we all. Um, uh, Spencer mentions Cece, and Jason's like, "Everything of Cece is intense." <laughs> What's that vague enough for you? Yeah. Jason's still frustrated from those years. Mm-hmm. It's like Spencer. Do you um, know what it's like to have blue balls for two years? No, of course you don't. Spencer's like. Honestly, how would you even know considering you were high for five? And he's like, this fucking town. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Emily is take, taking Nate to the diva dish to like get some scars or like jewelry or some shit. He really wants the three eyed baby mural. Oh, yeah. The three eyed baby with the watermelon. Cece figures out that who Emily is, you know, the gay one, obviously, because she's not in Nate. Oh, I just, I just love proto or CC with. Uh, why don't you like Jenna? Is she a bitch or something? <laughs> She's so good in this episode. Um, yeah, Nate picks out <coughs> a truly gruesome scar. Oh, and then, and then we get the first appearance of one Baker Brazak. Do you really want to like just skip over this designer vomit scarf that he picks out? Um, oh, the one where Emily, he's like, "Would you wear this, Emily?" And she's just like, "No," but Jenna would love it. 
I mean, he should go to jail for murder just for suggesting the scarf to somebody. Um, yeah. So then, then your hero, Baker Brozak, shows he, up. He seems like such a nice guy in this episode. It still kills me. <laughs> the warning signs are not there. He's a good dude. This guy is a douchebag. <laughs> in this episode, come on! Like, if you didn't know what was coming, he seems like a cool dude. He's he's like oh, he's he, the cool he guy. Yeah. I don't find him particularly cool, but then again, he's also in the scene of Baker Bro Zach. So I find can or uh, with uh, Pastor Ted. So mm-hmm. I find cancer more than that. Um, oh, he's obviously set Ted- up as like, don't date that stiff. Like, hey, I'm kind of a cool guy. I own a bakery. You know, <laughs> I'm a forty year old who runs a bakery. <laughs> but I, I like that Ted is a prick from the first moment. Oh, you ordered already? <laughs> he's awful. Fucking Pastor Ted. Throw the coffee in his face, Ella. Run out. Um, so then there's, yeah, there's Riley. Well, like, what, is, what does Pastor Ted do there? He's like, well, I still want coffee, so uh, hold on a second. He just goes and gets in line. Well, no, I think his power move is like, oh, shit, she ordered coffee. I haven't ordered coffee yet. Like, let's get out of here and get ice cream instead. Does he have coffee in the next scene when they're getting ice cream? No, he, they they leave immediately, so he doesn't get coffee. Yeah. I feel like that's his move. Like he's, well, he's he, I, so I know, I know you identify all the power moves for mm-hmm. us, but like I feel like that's the thing. He's not going to stand there without a drink, so he's got to get out to change the venue. That's his mystery method. That's his seduction. Well, Baker Prozac is just watching and kind of just shoots an eye at Ella, just like mm, good luck with that asshole. Yeah, I'm just going to stack some pastry here. Does that guy have pastry? I don't think so. <sighs> Nothing is made of just butter, mm-hmm. Ella. Oh, so we, I got to talk about this. We cut to the Radley Sanitarium where Arya is waiting at the counter. And in the, there's like the shot where Arya is in the background and like behind and through the gate, there's like an orderly hustling away some mentally disturbed patient who like the way it's, it's very quick, but the way it's shot, it's like this patient is staring at Arya who's staring at the patient and like being pulled away. It's like, it's though the sight of Arya has like disturbed them. That's to be hustled off. That's that's my headcanon anyway. We've gotten a lot of people who've suggested over the course of the show, like where we would fit in if we were ever extras. <laughs> Orderly. Like a, well, a couple of them suggested. There's, I think you see in one of these four episodes that we're doing that there is definitely that chess table, the chessboard right behind the liar's nook. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you guys should just be sitting there playing chess, like listening in. Or like you, you've always said, you just want to listen in. I just want to hang out at the brew and listen. <laughs> and yeah. Eavesdrop. <laughs> Not creepily at all. Um, I'd just be like Andrew. Yes, yes. (laughs) You're just blue snarfing these girls, you sick pervert. Um, But like, I was thinking, like, wouldn't it be great if we were just like people in the day room or the the lounge at Radley? (laughs) Eating some paste, yeah. Like, we look normal, then we see Arya, and then we start eating paste. (laughs) Well, Arya's magic. She shows up, and oh, yeah, now uh, she's able to, Mona's able to have patience again. Well, and, and, Lisa the nurse is like, here's all the things you need to leave behind, including your earrings. And Arya is like, but they are the source of my power. You could definitely kill someone with those earrings. Yeah. Uh, I love this scene. She didn't sign in as Anita. Oh, yeah. She's she's actually Arya here. Later on, she'll be Amy. Um, but yeah, right. This scene with her and Mona is great. Like Mona, when she puts on her her fake, I'm a, just a, a nice person in, in you know mental hospital look, you know, like, oh, Arya, how are you? It's great. We've all been there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Arya's all tough. We need to talk. And Mona arches his eyebrow like, bitch, please. Mm-hmm. 
So, would you like to play a game? Do you want to play a game? Yes. Uh, so Hannah and Spencer, they see Jason is in town with the Ken De Laurentiis. I hope this doesn't become a running joke. Oh, gosh. And we find out that think, Ken hates like Hannah. What if he was on the podcast? What if he was? I don't know if that's even humanly possible. Yeah. He's like, I listened to your podcast. Fuck you guys. Interview over. <laughs> I hope you're happy. God damn it. Um, yeah. We find out Hannah has like some something going on with him. Like it takes a little while to like get the, the relevant flashback to explain all it. But there's some drama between her and Ken Laurentis. Well, it's 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 cruel. It's cool. It's fascinating. The line mm-hmm. like at the time, it seemed like a childish prank, but it would seem you've gotten crueler with age. Yeah, there's some more bullshit between Emily and Nate here. She's trying to warn him off of Jenna by saying that you know, Jenna dated Garrett, but that only like like assages the whole situation. And he's just like, oh, well, wow, she could have been the next victim. Oh, I feel fine now. You know, so you just going to skip over the uh, Phuket story. Oh no, that's that's coming up here. Oh, are we there? Yeah, no, no, no. The, the Emily scene with Nate was first. Then we get to Phuket. Uh, Pastor Ted eats eating his ice cream like Byron does by going around the outside and just telling a, a just a real fucking barn burner that's so funny only he laughs at it about how he had to mm-hmm. perform some sort of wedding in Phuket. Red flag, Ella. This dude is a yeah. pastor who vacations in Thailand. Mm, think about it. Also, he he heard the calling while boogie boarding. Mm-hmm. You don't even want to know what this guy's got in his basement. I just want him to go retroactively show up at the fucking awkward Montgomery family dinner, like uh, like like dinner party. Oh yeah, and like start talking about Phuket and just have Jason be like, "This guy's a fucking phony. <laughs> he's full of shit." Get Whoever this gold bricker out of here. Is, yeah. He's dead in this guy's trunk. Uh, yeah, don't ever, don't ever appreciate a ceremony in Phuket in September where it's soggy. Um, yeah, ha ha ha. Cut back to Mona. Yeah. She's built like this amazing card house, uh, mm-hmm. monologuing about how you have to start with a good foundation. Gotta love Mona so much. Well, and then she mentions that she's not the one doing this shit, and Ari's like, "Well, fuck." <laughs> yeah, I love how she like waits just the right moment. She's like, "It's not me." I was like, what the fuck have I been spending three hours here for? And it's um, an amazing house of cards that Mona just built while talking to Arya. Yeah, yeah. Arya actually says to Hannah, friends don't let friends sneak in the insane asylums alone. How is that not on a shirt? It's a great line. Oh, you know, I forgot. Um, Ella, Ella had a good line earlier when she was quasi-flirting with Baker Bro Zach, where he's like mm-hmm. joking about, uh, you know, it's like a job application without the forms. And she's like, oh, there were forms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Holly Marie Combs, like, is very capable of, like, good banter. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like we don't get enough of, like, the real Ella. Like, on a different show. That's because like, like, she's like, constantly taking care of her monstrous daughter, that's why. Or running from her. like mm-hmm. the, Or hunting her down, like the villagers in Frankenstein. Yeah, but, like, uh, if the show was a little more, like, the OC, like, oh, my God, the deep interior life of Ella, we might actually get privileged to. So we get this uh, perfect scene of Cece and Emily. She calls Jenna. <laughs> tell her she'll claw her eyes out. She didn't stay away from her man. Emily's like, she used to be blind. And Cece's and just like, oh, well, that works. She's like, oh, really? <laughs> and then she's like, what? It needed to be done. It's not like we shot a unicorn. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I love her so much. Um, yeah, then Arya and Mona and Hannah and Radley. Well, you got a little, little more of uh, Baker Brozak here. He's going to give her some muffins to go, and then he just starts to work his game. You know, it's just like, I'm, I can't remember the exact line. It's just like, you said anything about age or whatever he says. Or what's wrong with your age? Yeah, what's yeah. wrong with your age? I'm a cool guy. I wear a leather jacket. Anyway, Baker Brozak, you betrayed us all. You seemed like a nice guy. Yeah, I feel like he mostly just betrayed you. Now I have trust issues. Come on, you liked this guy back in the day before he became like the sleazy guy. You know what my favorite scene of Zach is? Hmm. Caleb punches him in the oh, face. Come on, that's 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 just <laughs> cheap and easy. I never looked at this guy when he was like positioning himself with Ella and just thought like, oh yeah, I can see the happy family of Ella and and uh, Zach and Arya and what's his face, the brother's always in bed upstairs. Before this um, guy took a turn in season five or whenever that was, you never saw this guy and thought, oh, yeah, I'll bet he's like uh, like creeping on underage girls. Like he just there was never that vibe until suddenly there was. Well, no, because that's 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 a TV show left turn that only yeah. happens in TV shows. But like uh, the worst ever being, I think, oh, what was the one um, in Friends with John Favreau? No, where, like, <laughs> yeah, that was Courtney some... Cox. We got to get rid of this guy. Yeah. He's just like, I've always wanted to be an MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, but like uh, his whole like uh, the cooking contest in Vienna. It went to a castle, castle in Vienna. Yeah. It's the first time they've ever had an American. And it was me, apparently. <laughs> I'm only one of 100. Um, yeah. So the girls are in Radley. Hannah flashes back to that encounter of Kenneth. You gave her hope. Well, we get this great thing where Hannah comes back into Mona. They snuck, snuck back into Radley. Hannah goes into Mona's room while Arya watches. Uh, Mona, of course, is like creepily sitting in a chair, like behind the door. And then Arya comes in too. And Mona does the hold. What is she doing here? And Arya says, she never left, which is just the Tulpa theory off the charts right there. <laughs> she never left. She was always there. Well, this is also the great moment where while one character is flashing back and bringing the other mm. into their world, Mona sneaks out of the room. Yes. <laughs> she lives under trees. Uh, well, there's a great like dual flashback here. Like Mona made Hannah remember this moment with Kendi Laurentis because it was also the genesis of this code that she's talking in. Yeah, yeah. Specifically why she brought up mm-hmm. this very topical uh, trauma of Hannah's. Um so Jason's junk, drunk driving, blasting the offspring. <laughs> Randomly getting in a car accident that Spencer immediately covers up because they're related, I guess. He crashes into a parked car in his dealer rentist construction car. Um, yeah, she the only thing I was like astonished by is that she literally just leaves her car running door open. I was surprised that the car she got into still drove like after like the airbag had deployed and shit like you'd think. The radiator would have been all busted, like you know, overheat after a minute or two. But also, is this in front of the high school? It looks like. Um, maybe it's hard to tell, but yeah, it kind of looks like it. My hope is that this is Hackett's car, and he's mm-hmm. like coming out after like a PTA meeting, and he's just like, "God damn it!" <laughs> in your fucking face, Hackett. Yeah, I think that is in front of the school. Um, yeah. So Hannah and Arya follow the trail into the um the abandoned children's <laughs> ward in Radley. Of course, <laughs> yeah, it's like last active in 1931, or no, that was when it's donated, but yeah, so it's like this is 
This is where Maddie Ziegler met her brutal end. Oh, this is where Mary Drake's kid would have been taken to, presumably, right? Yeah. I guess. I don't know why they have a children's ward in a sanitarium. Um, there's a there's a great cut here where we cut away from the children's ward sign as Ariana and Hannah enter to Toblerone, sitting on the couch, just like playing with his hands. Yeah, you know, he has like all his fingers, you know, like class touching together and just like going in and out with them. Like it's like this is the the inner mind of Toblerone here. Well, he's just like he's looking at the one hand and he's like one two three four five. It's the other one. He's like one two three, three four five. five. <laughs> Holy shit! It's a conspiracy. And Spencer walks in. She's just like <laughs> cover for me. Don't ask questions. <laughs> well, then he he immediately turns around and just like. How many times do I have to tell you to lock your doors, Spence? It's not the 1950s. And I love her look. It's just like, yeah, it's a terrible habit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because Will shows up immediately. Immediately, yeah. He's a detective, but he's on the case of this uh, you know, car accident hit and run here. Is this the bald, receptacle black cop without the, the spectacles? I can't tell, to be honest. It's hard, you know, if you put glasses on him, I'd be able to tell. It's hard to say. Sergeant Esteban Fantastico. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Ari and Hannah eventually find Mo in the children's ward, combing the hair of dolls, singing to herself, talking in crazy riddles. Of course, the classic, Miss Aria, you're a killer, not Ezra's wife. Known to save Valley from evil. Yeah, not safe. I miss my dolls. I love that line. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I feel like that should be very ominous to Aria and Hannah. That uh, Mona says that for their benefit, she missed her dolls. Yeah. Um, the liars went from hiding in Melissa's closet in one episode to hiding in the dilapidated closet of the abandoned part of the mental hospital. This is not an upward trend, ladies. Well, what do you think Mona is up to here? We know she's A again or, you know, working with uh, Cece here. Is Someone, she? I mean, she's also, I think she's been a good friend to Hannah. Is she kind of trying to warn Hannah? Well, yeah, I mean, this is this is actionable evidence, obviously. Um, presumably, it well, here's what's weird is that seemingly all of the a a lot of the a stuff with three a is like they've already figured out like Lyndon James, like they've already they were trying to all. set up Paige, I guess. They're trying to set up Paige, but they're also like kind of warning them against Nate Saint Germain, like uh-huh. as early as three oh seven. Um. Which I find just fascinating. And then I don't think we ever really get anything from the, the phone call at the end of season 3A with the Emily, I owe you one. Yeah, I almost wish we'd watch that episode now because it's unclear. Like Mona and Toby had a plan that they were going to execute. And then it was just like, ah, shit. Nate screwed all that all up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and- I like the, uh, she reminded her of the codes with the flashback. She gave her the codes, and Hannah immediately gets to, oh, it makes perfect sense. She doesn't trust Arya. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she had to say something that only Arya's uh, dissociative personality would understand. Yeah. Uh, we get Arya on the phone catching up with Ella, finding out about the second date, because the first one was fucking Pastor Ted, and he sucked. Uh, and Hannah's just like, what's up with your mom? And Arya's like, she's a, she's slut. a slut. Let's just go to sleep. So she Anna tries to go to sleep, but one of Arya's dolls is staring at her. Mm-hmm. Good luck going to sleep. <laughs> out of the out of the frying pan into the fucking fire. <laughs> Nate Saint Germain is uh, 
He's one of those guys where when he gets stood up, he stays there for like four hours just to let everyone know that he's been stood up and, you know, to like feel my pain. Yeah, yeah. The waiter's just like, look, why don't you just take the, you know, fucking chips and salsa you ordered mm-hmm. to go for free? Just go because we're closing. Yeah, plus, Nate's you're just Nate's killing like, the vibe. Yeah. Nate's like, bring me another fucking water in a mason jar. <laughs> yeah. Emily walks um, by, sees him, keeps walking. Good decision. Yeah. Um. So meanwhile, at THX 11.38 p.m., Hannah wakes up, realize what's been bothering her. So I love that she calls like the emergency liars summit uh, on Aria's bed. Yeah. Eventually is, we get to Ma's enough. sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Big enough for all this. Ma's sugar.com. It's a Maya website. They don't know the password to. And surprised they didn't at least try either Maya new or not safe. Yeah. We forgot to mention Maya new. The yeah. genesis of what did Maya know? Mm-hmm. Which I believe the official response is that Maya knew what Marlene said something about this like in a tweet at some point I can't remember what Hmm. it was it was something like just to do with this half season that meant nothing yeah and then the a tag is a pulling a recorder out of one of Mona's dolls like does that mean that a was spying on Mona I guess maybe Mona's like a little off script here like this, presumably this is like Charlotte checking in on what Mona's been up to. Yeah, I mean, there's that, or like I always kind of took it as, is this like a dead drop? Yeah, like is, maybe. Is Mona yeah, it could be. Well, classic PLL too. The black giallo gloved hands of A like strangle the doll for a second <laughs> just to pull the head off where it's hidden. Uh, so the tweet from I Marlene King on. September 26, 2012, mm-hmm. is Maya knew Nate was in Rosewood. Yay. So three years later, somebody tweeted, I'm Marlon King of, who is Nate again? <laughs> uh, I think so, my, one of my favorite Marlene Twitter moments is when I think I, I like retweeted this. Someone, she, she tweeted like a Maya Angelou quote, and then somebody responded with, but what did Maya know? <laughs> great moments in pll twitter so episode 11 single fright female single fright female which was if i can get to that episode written Golden by Goldstick. oliver goldsick and my goldsmith and directed by joanna kearns this episode glitters and it is gold um get hannah and her wound you remember she like accidentally cut herself in the last episode and got sewed up by ren downton grabby yeah <laughs> we get the you're not the first girl to fall for downton grabby um we also we missed out on emily kissing nate and Paige kicking the fuck out of some trash cans because of it i missed the trash can bit did not miss emily kissing nate because god he's so creepy uh, Pastor Ted shows up. He watched all of those videos. You know he did because uh, he found the thumb drive at the church. I'm like, really dehydrated after watching all those videos. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Can he Gatorade? <laughs> also, I need to wash my hands. Um, yeah, he wants to go to the cops. Um, Hannah actually says to Mona in the scene, "She's better now." Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, she tries to sneak off. Pastor Ted leaves. 
Ashley puts the thumb drive down. Hannah tries to grab it and slip out the door, but no, Ashley's on it. I kind of wonder if she was like waiting to see what would happen if she like put the thumb drive down, like hit around the corner, you know? Yeah. Because she's on to Hannah by this point. She knows her daughter's tricks. Um. So Arya wakes up. Ezra has brought him some flowers for his birthday. Okay. This this bit where Arya's kind of like climbing up on top of sleeping Ezra here, like. There's something kind of funny about it. It's like she's like sneaking up on him. I don't know. There's something about the shot that makes me laugh. And he's just like, ah, give me some time to wake up. Well, I kept thinking like he was like put a pillow over his lap or something. Um, yeah, like it's like this like old like digi bouquet she's got for him. I mean, did she like sneak in or she come into the apartment? And he's like still just so passed out because he was up late the night before agonizing over an email sent to Maggie. Oh, poor baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he's clearly manipulating Ari into being the one to go see Maggie here. Hmm, could be. He's just like, oh gosh, if only there was some way. Wink. If Ar- I knew Ari how is she was the, doing. Uh, Jar Jar Binks in this situation. How dare you? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. How does he look in feathers? I don't know. Maybe. By is the way, poetry. By the way, the the Jar Jar poster is on the wall in the new recording place. In case you're curious. Oh, you have the Jar Jar poster still? Oh, I still have it, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, then Spencer's filling in Aria on the Hannah slash flash drive drama, uh, but Aria's too busy obsessing over how to say happy birthday without the happy. Aria's like, hold on a second. Were we talking about Ezra? No, well, we are now. Well, and the answer is simple, Aria. You do the right shoot thing where you get the banner that just says, it is your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the little little Fitz is hanging around in this episode. Uh, yeah, Mister Mister Bellathorn. Um, uh, more, wants... I don't think. Oh. And... Well, it's because he's too busy trying to grab girls by the brain. Cece Drake is putting up some flyers for her trunk show that Spencer kind of gets roped into helping. Like guilt trip called in a favor for the whole application thing, college thing. Where, yeah, where does like Spencer want to go? Spencer? Pen, right? You pen. That's right. Yeah, I think so. That's really... Are you able to get in touch with Maggie? Spencer's like, that is a terrible idea. That is the worst idea you've. Ever had. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst idea you've ever had. And Arya's just like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely doing that. I know it's great. Oh, <laughs> uh, we get um, we learn about pigskin, and we get this great flashback to. Allie just kind of like negging Spencer and being like, no, that top doesn't work on you. You don't have the assets. Like, show your legs off. Give it to me. Give it to me. And then yeah. uh, they see like this giant ass bruise on her back shoulder. And she's like, oh, that was pig skin. And it's Hannah says something like, is that the girl who threw her muffin at you? No, that was triple nipple. <laughs> she's harmless. She's harmless. <laughs> triple nipple. <laughs> oh, I love Allie. Young, young flashback Allie is so much fun. Oh, we're, we're, we're topping over like how reflexively quippy wonderful Ari is. When they see Cece handing out flyers in the high school hallway, Spencer's like, what is she doing back in high school? And Ari's like, I don't think she ever left. <laughs> Which just made me think we've missed the episode where Ezra's mom calls Aria and she's like, why is she calling me? We're not friends. <laughs> <laughs> Triple nipple. She's harmless. Uh, so now now Paige is on Spencer's radar Spencer has a new suspect and she is going to go nuts with it the A-team is Ian 
mm-hmm. Paige, Garrett, Melissa, <laughs> Jenna. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Hannah's and Toby. Hannah's running her plans to steal the flash drive past Caleb in computer class as they I am, and they're about to get in some juicy cyber sex. Oh, when, like, there's about Jen to be shows one up. handed typing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Jen so shows Jenna, up and it's like, I needed to use that computer, but now I'm not sure if I want to sit there. She sits down and Caleb's like, Do I stop or nah? Mm-hmm. Just no, keep, keep going, going. Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep going. Pretend like you didn't see her. Sit down. It's yeah. not cheating if it's cyber sex with a blind girl, mm-hmm. right? That's true. It's in the handbook. Um, yeah. So they, Jane Jermaine is chilling in town, reading the newspaper. The headline is Reynolds' trial just days away. Just days away. This is when Nate St. Germain is like, Hey, everyone, like, if you weren't suspicious of me yet, like I'm gonna I'm gonna come on so strong and so aggressively like just unstable that like you've gotta be you gotta be Jenna Marshall blind to not realize what's going on. He's also like trial just days away. That's an actual headline. <laughs> Enemy of the people. Um yeah, Emily rides up on Paige's bicycle. Nate gives her shit. She rides away because they, they kiss in the last episode, so he thinks they're about to go out on a date and she's just like, hit the brakes, hit the brakes. But he's like arm around her. Let's go to mm-hmm. Philly. Let's get pizza now. Well, and he's just yeah. like, God, you're just like Maya. You know, like he starts on this whole thing like, oh, Maya was always doing the same thing. Uh, I mean, with other guys, not me. I'm her cousin. That's not creepy. I had to hear her in my car having this conversation on the phone a thousand times. Mm-hmm. A thousand guys or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, um, maybe a little too close to your supposed cousin in that case. Yeah, Ari shows up at Maggie's classroom, pretends to be Amy. Amy. <laughs> and also, like, original Malcolm. Original Malcolm, who's not Asian. Yeah. And Arya. Yeah, before. Arya, all kids have that Asian face. Yeah, Arya has no chill at all, where she's just <laughs> like, oh, this is my son. And Arya's just like, just like, looks like she's about to vomit. And Maggie's just like, yeah, you're probably doing the math. I was a teen mom before it was cool. <laughs> and Arya's just like, still just like, Ugh, like disgusting. <laughs> it's like way to judge, I'm just, bitch. I'm just, I'm just picturing like some awkward Aria moment where she puts her foot in the mouth, and like Pig Tunie has to come in and be like, "Deuce chill, <laughs> <laughs> toasty." Um, he <laughs> doesn't like that Spencer believes Paige could be an old enemy of Allison's. According to this girl, once he tried to drown you. That was not a love dunk. <laughs> Great line. <laughs> Which at this point in the podcast, it's like Spencer had, had like it's like it's like she winked at me. <laughs> Spencer is like speaking for the Emerson shippers right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a great shot here. Like where like someone's like watching them through the glass window of the door nearby, but like no one is. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Classic PLL shot. Oh yeah, so then talks to Jenna. Jenna is so fucking cool in the scene with the cherries. Yeah, I like she's how like so she like lowers, case too cool. She lowers the shields. You know, she puts her glasses on when yeah. Uh, yeah. when she has had enough of Hannah's bullshit. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Oh no, we're no longer having a friendly conversation." The glasses just went on as she eats her cherries. Yeah. Well, well, it's like it's the shields. It's it's just a fucking reminder of what Hannah did to her. Mm-hmm. She's so cool. Um, then fucking Nate shows up to ask Hannah what's up with Emily. And Hannah has to tell Nate the truth. Like, she's gay, you piece of shit. 
She's also, like, she do I need to draw you a map? Piece of shit. Yeah, do I need to draw you a map and some pictures? Like, dude, it's not going to happen. It's totally creepy how you're scamming on well, your dead cousin's friend who's a lesbian. I get the joke, but I feel like Nate really would like Hannah to draw some pictures. Yeah, probably. Oh, God. Well, he, he has this awful line about, oh, I just figured it, was the, it wasn't the equipment, it was the person. Like, oh, fuck off. Because mine was fluid. Yeah, mine was again, fluid. So everyone gross. is, right? Yeah. Gross. Oh, and then like, hey, Jenna, I know you saw me, girl. Jenna gives him like the death stare. On hand, it's just like, yeah, this guy's a fucking psycho. <laughs> It's like I got no problems. Um, like Hannah's distracted with other stuff in this episode. Otherwise, I feel like she would have been like, hey guys, that Nate St. Germain guy, like there's something wrong with him. Yeah. By the way, Jesus. Um so oh, we, get, we the, get the fantastic CC flashback. Yes, with the note we find out like why why the animosity between Allie and, and Paige here because Allie stole some of Emily's stationery, wrote a love letter on it to Paige, and has instructed Paige to like, leave a response under this sign. And so they wait for Paige to show up, and Allie immediately runs over there and snatches it. Uh, this is Allie's fucking ruthless. This is great. I, I love this scene. Not that I'm like encouraging this behavior or anything, but like this is just prime, you know, Queen Bee bitch Allie. Like this is so messed up. She's just like, think again, pig skin. Okay. You preface with, not that I'm encouraging this, but this is page 15 in my handbook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my teenage guide to popularity. Well, um, they, I like I like how she's actually like kind of terrified as she walks away. Like, is she afraid of Paige or is she afraid of herself? I don't know. <laughs> I'm afraid of her, sir. Um, so uh, this kind of makes me like in retrospect really feel for Paige some more like um and kind of understand i hate to say that i i kind of understand some of her season one antics like as she like dips her toe into like whether or not it's real with emily after being burned Mm. so magnificently by allison true true yeah um to which uh one of the emails was from Kristen, who runs a pretty little puppet masters facebook group who was talking about this scene and her point was that this was clearly like CC making the story up, manipulating Spencer closer to the page hmm. red herring. And, and Kristen was saying that she thinks that many of the flashbacks in the show are false. Well, I've come out before. And I, I feel I like if you that. see the flashback, if you see the flashback, I believe that it's for the most part real. The only time the this has being, not been the case is if somebody is like when Hannah was like hypnotized that one time. That's like. That or like dreams are the only time we've seen something that didn't happen. Hannah hypnotized. Emily hypnotized. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Because you might hurt you kill a guy. Or like if it's like a Jason flashback, because who knows what the fuck's in that guy's head? Not much. Um, but yeah, Kristen had had, had a point about that. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, then Spencer's I, getting. I, I buy it. I, I think that would explain a lot about Paige in general. You know, like well, here's yeah, yeah, exactly. It explains Paige. The moment that I love about Allison is not just that she has this little teenage <clears throat> power play. It's that at the end, she's so panicked with drive, drive. Yeah. Because she's, she's like legitimately afraid of pigskin. Or or maybe afraid of what she just did. Yeah. Yeah. Think yeah, again, yeah pigskin. <laughs> uh, and then we cut to Emily and Paige. Uh, they're. What is she reading? The King's Ransom? Emily's reading like a book while Paige does uh, her homework. 
on Emily's bed, and there's a little bit of conversation where Emily tries to delicately like mention Allie and Paige. Perhaps a uh, bad timing to kind of like bring up the suspicion on Emily's friends here, because she's just like, no, like I trust my friends with my life. Only makes Paige yeah. seem a little bit more suspicious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then back to Baby Fitz and Arya. Arya's feeling super guilty because she found out Ezra has a kid, doesn't know what to do about it, and this dude's just around for reasons I don't know. Ari came over to look at a picture of young Ezra to see if he'd look like the kid. I can't remember if this is like before or after Baby Fitz. I think it is after. Well, no, maybe not. Maybe it's Does he stay with her one night? Oh, there's the whole thing. He picks her up from the con game. Right, right. But like, doesn't he I don't have think, to like no, stay at her place one night? I don't think they've kissed yet. Yeah, it's it's later on when they ha- like are helping out Cece with like some other trunk show or something or other. Oh, the spill in the wine. Yeah, yeah. And like Cece, yeah. Cece's like just like chilling down the road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what I love about that, whatever, whatever the fuck that was, was that Arya has this dude stay over at her house and then Arya immediately bounces to do liar's business. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like Mike and Byron come back from like, you know, sausage heaven and they're like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> yeah, cut to Spencer getting attacked by a snake. <laughs> With so, the so nonchalant legendary CC beating a snake to death with a mannequin leg, oh, classic God. moment. BLL. This is the moment where I feel like the shot might cut a half a second earlier than they wanted to because, like, Troyan might have like busted out laughing or something at this point. You know, yeah, as yeah. the camera's like zooming in on her with CC beating the shit out of a snake in the background. Uh, Didn't we talk about uh, uh, when Barry has to get hit over the head by CC? It's mm-hmm. it's with the mannequin leg. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, stash a mannequin leg in the back of the police car. <laughs> um, so then uh, uh, Hannah and Spencer. Hannah's on the blind girl train because of the flash drive. Spencer is 150,000% on the page kick. Uh, so she since <laughs> she literally used the word snake to describe Paige earlier, and then she was attacked by a snake. <laughs> yeah, they're really trying to like shift Hannah off of the Jenna thing, and, and more importantly, Caleb off of the Jenna thing right now. Um, yeah. And then the uh, Phone rings. I got off on the Jenna thing earlier. There's a class. <laughs> there's a great bit where Spencer's like in the middle of her ranting, and the phone rings, and she's just like, "Who is that? Is that Ren?" Because <laughs> you know, like, like ever since the the mention of Ren and Hannah came up, like an episode ago, or I think it was the beginning of episode, this episode, she's been thinking about it the entire time. Well, I think Spaylab happened, you know, in season six, mm-hmm. and we were all kind of like. Oh yeah, Spencer's the one who called him Essence a best boyfriend. Oh yeah, there was that one scene where they were like doing some hacking together. She talked about the sweater. There's also the murder kiln and the barrel. And it's like more importantly, <laughs> mm-hmm. there's like Spencer and Hannah stuff, like going back this far. She's like, Ren was on my bench, not your bench. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You get to ruin your man, I get to ruin my men. Um Meanwhile, Arya and Little Fitz are celebrating, and Arya's just, it's like she just needs emotional support from somebody, so this guy got the gig. She's feeling oh. very badly for herself. Arya and Wes and Ezra's surprise birthday party, which is possibly the saddest goddamn <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Seriously. I mean, I feel like Ezra comes back from where, from where, 
and he's just like, oh, a birthday party, and it's you, and it's you. Why don't we all just go to bed and forget about mm-hmm. this? Wake up tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, like Super Tramp. Yes, that is that is Ezra's one good line. <laughs> How do you guys feel about Super Tramp? Well, see, but like, I, who? That's funny to us. I feel like him actually making a a generally funny joke was the other line I mentioned. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, more yeah. more trunk show. More. Um, yeah, more Tracem products. A lot of, some There's product a, placement for Tracem in the foreground. Yeah. A different kind of snake comes for Hannah. Caleb's trouser snake. Um, <laughs> Was that in your notes or did you just ad lib that? I just ad lib that. Um, as we talked to Maggie, she told him she's doing fan fucking tastic. Neglected to mention Malcolm. So Ari's like, row, row. <sighs> yeah, this whole thing, like Caleb and Hannah have gotten back together in the con game, but they're keeping it a secret from everyone. So A won't find out about it, I think is what's going on there. Yeah, well, doesn't also, really help. He gets shot in the next episode. Also, that sneaking around is hot. Mm-hmm. It's hot. Um, <sighs> yeah, Emily and Paige show up at the Diva Dish. It's super awkward with Spencer. So Paige and Spencer talk. Paige tries to build a bridge between them. Paige, her luck is such that she can try to be a genuine human being, and she comes off like a homicidal mastermind because she gets to say, "I'd like to try to be friends," as she breaks a mannequin's finger by accident. <laughs> Yeah. Also, Spencer's like, oh shit. Spencer is so bad about like being nonchalant around Paige. Like she's so stiff and shady. I I like how you're you you call out rightfully. Arya has no chill. Mm -hmm. You don't go so far that language on Spencer. To be fair, I did put the word chill in my notes. So yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Toasty. Um. Yeah. So Ezra's birthday party. So sad. So weird. Ezra seems happy just doing a lot of weird open mouth kissing of his teenage girlfriend in front of his brother. It's your birthday party and uh, all your friends don't want to hang out with you because you have a teenage girlfriend. So you just spend it with your little brother. <laughs> Party's like, I'm busy. It's like, sorry, man. My um, uh, I'll be honest, man. My girl doesn't want me hanging out with you. Just uh, I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm busy not taking the bar. Mm hmm. But somehow being a lawyer in a suit. Um, yeah, so I loved it. He, Ezra's like, let me just flip through the vinyl. <laughs> I can fix this moment with a selection from the vinyl. Oh, he was apparently playing some hootie. Yeah, playing some hootie. <laughs> Wes is like, how old are you, man? What is this, hootie? Ezra's just like, I honestly thought Fairweather Johnson was a good album. Is that the second one? Or whatever, the you know, major one. The one, the follow up to their big hit album, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, also, um, when, he, when he blows out the candles on that cake, he is just spitting all over it. Mm-hmm. There's a, just a lot of Ezra germs. He on is that cake. doing to that cake what he just did to Arya's face in front of his brother. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so but it's a studio apartment, it's so tiny. And meanwhile, Ezra or Arya and Wes are like. <laughs> what if my mom paid Maggie to stay quiet about the baby? Messer's like, I'm over here pretending not to hear that. <laughs> yeah, like the rules of a studio apartment, like you pretend not to hear conversations that are happening 10 feet away from you. Also, like everybody just pretends they can't smell the bathroom after somebody's used it, even though they walk right out into the main room. All right. So meanwhile, Spencer and Hannah are going through Paige's shit while she, they like contrived the excuse for her to leave. They can look through her purse. 
Emily comes back, immediately senses that Spencer and Hannah are up to something, but that's okay. Spencer will suffer this embarrassment as like Hannah or as Emily and Paige leave because she found something that she shows mm-hmm. Hannah, but we don't know what it is just yet. Right. Is it uh it's an earring, right? It's the earring, it's the other earring that um Spencer was Spencer the one who put them in? I think she was. No, Arya is Arya is the one who put the earrings in the coffin. Mm. The earrings that uh, she lost them at when she was trashing Byron's office under the That's guise right. of being Meredith. Yeah. I mean, I guess that works for Arya. Mm-hmm. I guess I would have preferred if Arya had like thrown in like an egg, and then like <laughs> by the time it got dug up, it was uh, it had hatched to like a full-born raven. Speaking of egg. I don't want to fire any Ooh. shots or anything, but uh, on the Cabernet A podcast, their guest, his favorite male character was Egg. I just, I can't abide that. Is this the very last episode of Cabernet A? The one, yeah, the latest one. I just laughed because I had completely forgotten about a line that they pointed out, which is, it steals you in the night and puts you in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is pretty good. That is worth a tattoo. Um so we end up with Paige and Emily sitting on Emily's porch to have a heart-to-heart. And I think about all the heart-to-hearts that have been happening on this porch. Uh, like, Toby, I was passed over for promotion. Again. Mm-hmm. Um, so Paige is basically saying, like, she almost killed herself because of Allie's bullying, but didn't because she didn't want Allie to win. And Emily's like, that's rough because I'm still in love with Allie, too. <laughs> uh, gives her a big hug. Nice moment. Cut back to the flash drive. Uh, oh, yeah. Somewhere in there, Caleb talked to Ashley about the flash drive, too, and was like, do you really want Wilden looking at, like, nudie videos of your daughter getting undressed and whatnot? Um, and apparently that was enough to convince Ashley, but she watched more videos and saw her in that video with Wilden. Uh, referencing the night from the first secret where he drove her home. Is it? I think that's what comes up. She was like, oh, oh I thought... I thought they were referencing the pilot. Mm, no, because Allie wouldn't. Al, these are Allie's videos, so this would be earlier. Oh, good point. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he said you're right. Because first secret he brings her home, but my first thought was like, oh shit, like little was HJ it, uh, in the parking lot. Well, no, because uh, uh, she's like, you 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 think you know what happened, or you saw a part mm-hmm. of that, and I was just thinking like, oh shit, like the like Mona slash Allison like feel like a full on porno up and oh, yeah. <laughs> she's bedroom i'm assuming they like got got a little frisky before he drove her home is what went on there what the implication could, is yeah could be mm-hmm. officer wilden that creep yeah so that's enough for ashley to destroy this thing in the garbage disposal which can't be can't be good i feel like they're gonna be calling the plumber in a few days um, yeah hey your your uh plumbing is all backed up it's full of secrets mm-hmm. pastor ted shows up he's still very much focused on that flash drive and Hannah takes the fall. She's like, yeah, I destroyed it. Sorry, asshole. <laughs> Ted's like, can I have one more go with that flash drive? I'm hooked. No, I'm not actually here to see you, Ashley. I'm here to see the flash drive. I can only accept you through the vein of <laughs> Windows media clips of you apparently giving HJs in parking lots. So later on, Spencer has showed up at Outside Fitz's place, it's like Arya like ducked out of the happening birthday party there to uh, <laughs> get the download on the earring and whatnot and how they think Paige is A. And then cut back to Paige goes inside to like wash her face. 
And then Jenna thing like appears from the shadows and it's just like, I need to talk to you. And then she sees the, she doesn't see Paige. She conveniently just sees two coffee cups. So she knows that Emily's there with someone who mm-hmm. she must be thinking is Nate because she's just like, I yeah. go, oh shit, like be careful. Yeah. Yeah. So she's leaving town. Um, <laughs> she's just skipping town again. That's what you do in your Jenna. Emily's watching Jenna go. Paige uh, ignores Spencer's call on Emily's phone for her. It all makes Paige look very guilty. What is, but there is some... What's your question? I was, what is Jenna's line? I'm, I'm having trouble remembering it right now. I know I use it in my I think video. she says your friend. Your yeah. friend, she says. But there is some beautiful fucking film noir visuals here. As Emily's watching Jenna leave and the walks back to Paige. She's waiting for the porch. Lots of shadows, lots of emotions. This would look even more gorgeous in black and white as these like two girls go inside and shut the door. It's a it's a lot a of good, good shadows, yeah. It's a well shot ending. Like for what they're doing TV wise of like cementing this this page red herring, which again, if you do like your TV math, it clearly absolves her because you're not gonna reveal that she's Mm-hmm. The, the 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 dastardly villain you know in the, the episode bef- the end of the episode before the finale yeah oh the line uh, is be very careful who you spend time with emily yeah 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 great channel line and then it's just Paige looking shady we go inside and then cut to a jukebox that's got a, a hell of a selection here playing mm-hmm. some old funky jams and one smiling faces sometimes yeah one a hands off their key to the a layer to the other a i think we missed the episode where like they they rent a layer but yeah so do you feel like this kind of almost undercuts the tension though of two a's right after we've we've thought that Paige is guilty having Mm, like not necessarily i don't know i mean i i feel like at this point you've probably got a lot of suspects on your list anyway so the possibility of two A's, I think it just kind of like ups the stakes. Well, we didn't talk about one of the things that Spencer fires off in uh, uh, 301. And she purposely mentions like, you know, the 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 losses resort room had gotten um, cleaned up mm-hmm. like the morning after Mona had been shipped away to Radley. But also, you know, Emily, duh, like who who gave you that massage? Because Mona was with Hannah at that mm-hmm. time. You know, so they start like kind of reminding you that there's some other suspects out there, and then you you don't think about it. I think for like eleven episodes, I I really think they were doing something more with like an NAT club type thing in the first few episodes of this season, and like shifted gears. And and I kind of suspect that the reason they don't want to talk about it is that they're bringing some of that stuff back for this last little arc, the you know, flash forward arc. Well, this is we talked about this before. This is like the the one thing that I feel like. Of the mystery I want to see them resurrect in 7B is something, even if it's lip service, even if it's exposition in a dream of like the NAT club. Was that ever, mm-hmm. ever important? Who was, like their, yeah. who was their sponsor? They've brought it. They've. I feel like they've called back to it enough times that there must be something there. Yeah. Um, let me see if we've gotten uh amanda emailed us to <laughs> uh refer to us as bitchy mean little, mean little school girls mm-hmm. uh, basically just sharing her her notes um it's interesting that she brings up the, the teacher-student relationship in riverdale um and and tells us she absolves us that we don't ever have to defend our hatred of toby <laughs> 
I wouldn't call it hatred. I would call it good-natured ribbing. Yeah, yeah. Except for uh, the Toby's mom storyline, which is horrible. Um, a man is also not a uh, not on, on the page train. Oh, not a Paley not, shipper, huh? Not a Paley shipper. Um, ben emailed us just to um, say nice things. Thank you, Ben. Um, talk, mentioned Kristen's email. And then Lorona emailed us to ask if we ever stalk people on social media. Um, like who? I don't know. I don't know. Um, not no? particularly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I like to have more time to stalk people. I mean, the the closest I could come to that would be like if I see it. Every so often, I'll be like reading Reddit and I'll see a comment from some douchebag, and I'll just be like, I'll bet this guy's a fucking Trump supporter, and he just like you just click their name to go into their comments. And it's like, yep, there it is. Uh, that, mm. That's about as close as I get to it. I don't really do anything like, with that info. I just want the confirmation. He's like, the Holocaust was bad for a lot of people, <laughs> not just the jurors. Yeah. Um, also, thank you, Aaron, for your email. Um, and I don't think I mentioned last time, Rachel, who also emailed us. Oh, Rachel, talk for a minute. There's a Rachel <laughs> point I want to read. Uh, we got uh, on our website page, we got a note from Natasha who uh, I was enjoying the podcast. I was wondering if we're planning on doing any other podcasts uh, on Pretty Little Liars once the season 7B ends. Um, we will probably do a wrap-up episode or two, I'm sure. Um, yeah, she's interested on uh, episodes on specific characters and how they developed. Um, I mean, I, I think it's fair to say that the 720 recap podcast will not be the last PLL podcast we do. I don't know that we have we're not planning to like keep doing weekly podcasts and definitely about PLL after it for sure. But I'm sure we'll have a few more coming after the big finale. There's going to be some processing. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel like this will automatically instantly turn into like Riverdale bros or whatever. Um, yes, that is kind of a subtweet. Um, oh, but yeah, it? I mean, I, I, I guess I kind of always assumed that the, the last, Bros watch PLL too because somebody asked me a year ago, mm-hmm. "What do you envision the last episode of this podcast being?" And it's 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 close, it's coming. I guess I always kind of pictured us like sort of revisiting the pilot, even if mm. it's just like a, a, a reason to talk about everything else. PLL, I don't know. Um, I, I kind of feel like because we've compared ourselves to them or talked about them so much, it's kind of like lost when they finally got to announce how many seasons they had. It's like the end is definitely within within sight. Um, <laughs> I just don't. I don't think we know really what what the final word will be. I'd love to get some some people from the show in here in here in, in our info wars as it <laughs> is. Um, you know, who are no longer encumbered. Yeah, we'd definitely things. like to get get some unencumbered answers for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we won't disappear immediately. I'm sure there'll still be some stuff as we we wind down post PLL. Um Rachel was talking about how season two birthed her pie in the sky theory that Sean was actually A. Oh God, Sean. It's lying in wait. What ever happened to Sean's dad? That's what I want to know. He, Pastor Ted killed him? Well, because his mom is still around in town when we got Pastor Ted. Yeah. <laughs> All the girls are interested in in Sean. <laughs> Hannah's like, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Is he interested in them? What does that mean? Yeah. 
anyway, if you do so, want to get in touch with us, you can reach us at broswatchplt2 on Twitter. Or if you have a kind of feedback you want to submit about the episodes we'll be watching next week, which we're about to discuss, uh, reach us broswatchplt2 at gmail.com or on our website page, broswatchplt2.com. So I have I have some pretty strong feelings about the episodes we should watch next. Is it going to be episode 16? Um, no, actually, because I feel like we've given that a lot of talk already. Is it going to be? It's going to be 23. I've, this is what I got. I got Mona Mania 315. Okay. Out of the frying pan into the inferno. Which one is that? That is the one. Let me open it real quick. It's the bobblehead Wait, one. It's the do-rag one. It's the oh! Spencer confronting Ezra in the park because she thinks that he <laughs> broke up with Arya. What are you? Write down your fucking thoughts? <laughs> uh, pink drink. Uh, we get, oh, yeah. 17, we some... 17 for sure. It's yeah. a lock. Oh, that's also the one where Ezra leaves because he's found out about Maggie and the kid. Yeah. yeah. So, Monomania, out of the frying pan in the fryer. What becomes of the brokenhearted? This is already spending more time with Wes. It's a Miles Corwin action going on. We get some Spencer the, playing strip trip study questions with Andrew. Is this die? Uh, perhaps. Um, I think so. I'm not 100. percent Yeah, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and then I'm your puppet. Uh, any any disagreements there? I feel like I, that's a pretty strong list. You're such a slut. I'm your puppet. Mm-hmm. All right, so definitely 17, definitely 19. Um, so we're skipping over Missy Franklin. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the one? Is it Will the Circle Be Unbroken? Is that the uh, You Can't Count on Me? You Don't Know Me? Or is that I'm Your Puppet? That's I'm Your Puppet. Oh, yeah, then it's definitely... Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with all those then. 20, okay. So was it uh, 15? 15, episode 15, episode 17, episode 19, episode 23. 15, 17, 19, 23. Those are your lot right. of numbers. Let me write those down once again yeah, so I don't forget. Yeah, there's a lot of episodes this last season. All right, so that's what we're watching next time. Episodes 15, 17, 19, and 23 of season three. This is uh, three, three B, I'd say, is like in the top three half seasons, probably for PLL. Oh, it's it's the top for me. It's, it's I, I go back and forth between two B and three B, but I feel like that's just like just the, the pinnacle. Yeah, it's I uh, will see if this changes in a week for me, but I believe three B is the best the show has ever been. And the show is still fantastic. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think it's jumped a shark. You know, I, I, I think it continues to be great. Um, we do amazing scenes, but yeah, three B is never going to be top for me. I, I obviously I relate to it in some way. I was just gonna say real quick, can I throw this out and you see if you can, you can accept it um, for season four A? What if we just do the hoedown episode? <laughs> no. We have to do more. <laughs> No, as much as I'd like to get away with only watching one episode for this, no, we need, uh, we'll we'll figure out what episodes we're gonna do. Oh gosh, 
Or I wish there was a way where we could only watch like Toby scenes for four day. <laughs> <laughs> you hate yourself or you hate me like what's going on here oh i'll throw that out there if anyone would like to do an edit for us where they can put together only toby scenes mm-hmm. from the entirety of pll you, know, you do don't know what you're saying you don't know what you're saying i will go on that shia labeouf madhouse whirlwind wheel um i actually watched uh uh keegan allen did a instagram live thing like last week mm. It's fascinating. Like Keegan, like uncensored, it's like talking to his fans in this like haunted house, obsessing over dank memes and creepy pasta. It's really interesting. Um, come on the pod, Keegan. Oh, I'd love to have Keegan Allen on the podcast. I really would. I mean, there's so many things we talk about to him. I mean, like I, I predict if Keegan had had plenty of time and he didn't want to punch us in the face from minute one or minute two, like. Uh, it could be like the hour mark before we actually even get to PLL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, if only uh, there was a way for him to like digitally punch you in the face, you know, for charity. Mm-hmm. So we can start that Kickstarter, and then when people are buying us drinks at a bar on the eve of the Paley Fest, Keegan can show up and knock us out. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, it's for a good cause, pal. So yeah, we will be back. We talk about episodes 15, 17, 19, and 23 of season 3 of PLL next time. Till then, have a good one. Peace. Bye-bye.